Hey everybody, Chet here. I'm back with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Episode 163, I think. My interview with my good friend from the Makeup Effects days, and we're still good friends as fine artists in the fine art world, Mr. Kazu Hero. That's right. The amazing Kazu, he's a mythic being from the world of makeup effects who has branched out into fine art. His reputation is unparalleled. Everybody in the business knows Kazu as the greatest makeup artist of all time when it comes to prosthetics and things like that. I started working with him on The Grinch at Rick Baker's shop and... Um, Worked on Planet of the Apes, Haunted Mansion, all kinds of things with him. And uh, he left the business, like I did, to pursue his own fine art. And now he does both, kind of. He's He does um, the show's effects stuff he wants to do and focuses primarily on his fine art, which is amazing. Best of both worlds. So anyway, we get way into that and a lot of other things. Really great interview this week i loved it as it it's really interesting and um oh i wanted to mention as well that his kazu's internet connection was weird for about the first 30 minutes so it doesn't sound terrible but it doesn't sound great it sounds like kind of an average interview f- with kind of crappy microphone but as soon as we get that fixed out around the 30 35 minute mark suddenly it sounds like he's using a microphone like mine because he is um, once we got the connection settled and figured that all out. So all of a sudden he's going to sound way better, but it's a long interview and the first 35 minutes is, is uh, like only, uh, I don't know, a portion of a, it's like two over two hour interview, I think. So anyway, it's great. Now what's been going on with me? Uh, let's see, just about finished all my tool posters I got another round coming tomorrow to do for somebody, and then I have another batch. I'm almost out of the tool poster situation, but it's been great, and I have a feeling it's going to keep going if people keep sending me their posters to get doodled on, but since Dystopia has taken such a backseat once again to everything I'm working on, I've decided what I'm going to do is finish this next two rounds of posters, and then I'm going to stop doing posters. But for those of you who don't know, I've been doodling tool posters that I did for the band Tool for their concerts, and they're really collectible, and I'm I'm doing doodles for people for uh, a fee, and that's been supporting me during this whole COVID situation, COVID-19. Um Anyway, I'm going to, I think, I'm. let me see, I had a date, I, I had this realization, I think I'm going to, I should have everything done by the 25th of May, all my poster obligations, and once that happens, I'm going to take a break from the posters, and I'm going to get back on Dystopia until the damn thing is finished, because this is just, it's I I can't take it anymore. It's just too much. It's too much pressure to just have that. It's 
It's constantly hanging over my head. I feel bad because people have been waiting for four years. I've got rewards I haven't delivered. So come the 25th, I'm going to just work on that until it's done. That's my plan anyway. I mean, I've been working off and on on the book while this stuff's going on, but it's just, you know, I, I need, uh, I've said this, you've, you've, you're probably sick of me talking about it, but, you know, I need a chunk of time, like a month at least, to devote to it. So, but thanks to the tool posters, I can do that now because they've been keeping me employed and giving me a little cushion to live on <clears throat> while I do this book. So that's that's good news. And that means the book will be done soon. Oh my God, what a relief that will be. Uh, okay, anyway. So yeah, I've been, uh, that's been my life basically. Uh, I can't think of anything else exciting that's been going on here. Uh, just watching people go insane online. Uh, that's not very fun, but it's weird. Life keeps getting weirder and weirder. That's my prediction. My prediction isn't that the end is near and that everything's just going to collapse. My prediction is that everything's just going to keep getting weirder and weirder and weirder. The future is weird. Okay, let's get on with the uh, new subscribers to Patreon. Um, you know you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. And lots of people have been sub subscribing and getting in on the dark art society art jam every friday that we have on zoom uh, it's really fun i think there was a lot of people on last week lots of hanging out and talking with uh, cool artists and regular folks that just are interested in dark art and that's part of one of your perks of uh, supporting the patreon aside from supporting the podcast keeping it going Plus, I've been giving uh, extra images on the Patreon from podcast guests. So you can see a big gallery of their work every week. Uh, every every guest gets a, a gallery if they supply me the imagery. So that's kind of cool. And we're still just kind of growing this thing and seeing where it goes. So uh, be a part of it and go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Like I said, you could join for a buck. You could join for a buck and just try it out for a month and then do the Zoom uh, if you want to get on in on that. And then, you know, if you don't like it, just you're out $1 and you've got four potential Zoom sessions out of it on the Dark Art Society Jam. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's very affordable. It's cheap. Okay. So let's see, um, new subscribers, new subscribers. Okay. We left off with Roman Doppelfeld, I believe. Okay. We've got, well, Tabitha Lar. she upped her pledge. Thank you, Tabitha. That's very cool of you. It's all appreciated. Stupendous Frank joined. Thank you, Stupendous Frank. That's a great name. Rachel Elaine DeBoer. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you. Jeremy Hush. Hey, Jeremy Hush has been on the podcast. But he's still throwing his support behind the, the Patreon. That's cool. Thanks, Jeremy. Johanna. Thank you. Uh, NJ Walton subscribed with a generous donation. Thanks. Uh, 
and Brooklyn Bomb subscribed. All right, thank you, everybody. That's great. That's a that's a lot. That's that's very appreciated. You're keeping the podcast free for everybody. So give yourselves a round of applause. All right. Okay. Anyway, I think that's it. Let's get on with this interview. It's a really great one. Uh, Kazu, two Academy Awards, I think. Amazing. He's a genius. I know I say, you know, I've I've interviewed a lot of geniuses on this podcast. That's all, you know, I don't, I, I think sometimes I think, oh, I overuse the term genius, but everybody I've called a genius on here, I really believe is a genius. And Kazu is absolutely a genius. So uh, anyway, let's get on with it. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the interview with Kazu Hero. What's up, Kazu? Hey, Chet. Good to, good to see you. It's been forever. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't really, you know, sit down and talk. Not this a, way. Yeah, not not yeah. not nearly enough. <laughs> oh. I don't think I saw you. So yeah. Last time I saw you, maybe was oh, was it the LA Art Show, LA Art Fair, or was it for your documentary where I got interviewed for that? I'm not sure which was first. And maybe uh, it was the conjoin. Oh, uh, conjoin. That. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, Every time we, every time I see you and we chat, I always wish we had more time to hang out. But you know, <laughs> we're both. Because I, you know, you you're busy, and I don't want to bother you. you know, like I <laughs> want to take take too much time. Yeah, from the other people. So, yeah. You, you're busy too. I mean, we're kind of both always <laughs> working in our studios. But uh, it's you know, the, right. the older I get, the more I realize it's important to take time to just hang out with friends. True. You know? right. uh, and I want to come and see your new studio. God, I mean, yeah. this is the <laughs> the coronavirus just ruined my studio tour that we had planned of your place, your new place. But I'm really glad that I made a move before this all crazy stuff. I know. You Can know, you because, imagine? Yeah, I, I know it was. It will be horrible. Yeah. Be you know, at that location during this time. Oh right, uh, yeah. Definitely. It will be scary too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, people are crazy over yep. <laughs> that location. Yeah, you're in, you're in kind of a bad neighborhood, but you had a really yeah. amazing studio there, man. I was so jealous of that place. Amazing. Yeah, the building was nice, but yeah. the environment is horrible. Yeah. Uh, so I was really, I I thought it would improve in a few years, but it. It just got worse. Yeah, it and, pro- it probably will eventually, but you have to be in for the long haul, you know, like a long yeah. time, ten years, yeah. fifteen years. And that's a long time, to, <laughs> long time I to live in that. Wait that <laughs> <laughs> because it would be. I I would go insane. Yeah, if I, if I was there for ten years. Well, you're you're <laughs> a you're a you're a pretty solitary guy, right? I mean, you you. Uh, you seem, as long as I've known you, you've seemed like you're very comfortable kind of working alone and you're comfortable yeah. with, with yourself. You know, you don't need a lot of people around. Um, right. I'm yeah. the same way. I mean, my, my mother was the same way too. She, she used to mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> tell me that like, she just never ha- felt like this need 
to be around lots of people. Some people really need that. They really like to be around a lot of people. And, and it it's weird to me because I feel, I feel so comfortable by myself. <laughs> you know? I, I can focus if the people are around me. You know? Right. Yeah, I need I need the silence or just the solitude to create something. Yeah, right. it's very important for me. Yeah. Do you ever, do you listen to music or anything when you work, or are you kind of like silence? <laughs> I used to uh, <laughs> when I was younger, but uh, the older I got, uh, I don't listen to music anymore. Actually, hmm. uh, even like uh, I, I listen to lots of uh, podcasts and stuff like that oh, okay. or audio. But not the music. Right. It's more like my mind go that way, you know, taking away from what I'm doing. Right. Uh, so I don't know why, but uh, I could handle that when I was young. But uh, as I get older, uh, I, I, I love silence. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's why I had to move. Yeah, right. There. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like the, the older I get, the more I understand old people. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I, you, okay, like just just to give people a little bit of background on you, how how we met. Um, mm-hmm. I I met you. I, I kept hearing your name for years, like you were this mythological creature, Kazu. Oh my God! You should see what Kazu did. Oh my God! Kazu did this, and it was like, who is this Kazu? He sounds like this magical creature in makeup effects. Um, and so, I, I'd never met you, but I'd heard your name. I knew of your reputation, and then I started working at Rick's on The Grinch when I was mm-hmm. painting Who ears, and um, and what year? Yeah. That was probably two thousand or something. 90. Yeah, I was ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine! Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I felt really bad uh, about, you know, you are pre-painting uh, green species. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with a strange, like a crazy idea of masking the edge with a uh, baby powder mixed with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I told I don't know if they put it in your documentary because I haven't watched it yet, but I did tell that story. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I made you suffer. It's <laughs> okay. It, it, it was actually like, it was actually a brilliant idea. I mean, I, I've not seen anybody use that before or since. And I was like, it was just like, I, it was so weird and unusual that I, that I was like, I don't really totally understand this. I kind of do. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing with, with, uh, that's why one of the things that why you're, why you're the, you're the best in the, in your, in that field that you were in that you're kind of still in but uh yeah. is that you were just like always coming up with new ideas and innovating you were very much kind of like the the new dick smith really i mean you you kind of that's how and that, that's how i always saw you because dick smith was like the innovator in the field always coming up with new techniques always sharing his information and stuff too so uh, well, I tried to be like him, but I I never could. But ah. <laughs> I'm just a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I remember uh, when I first started working at Rick's, I saw, I mean, that was the first time I saw like uh, I've been working at Alterian Studios my whole mm. career basically from the Blob until I went to Rick's, and yeah. I'd never seen um, silicone realistic silicone mannequins that looked like 
that real when you're looking right at them. That, I mean, the first time you see something like that, you probably can't appreciate it because you were the person who who made them. But I remember going up in Rick's room, and there was the, the Martin Landau um, from, from Ed Wood standing there. And I was, like, looking at it like that close, you know, a couple feet away, and it just it looked exactly like a person standing there. I just could not believe the yeah. level of realism you guys were getting. Right. No, that, that, that demonstrated because of Mitch. You know, Mitch sculpted the head, and he's so amazing. So just, uh, you know, that's the most important part, I think. You know, it's like a sculpture. Yeah. And uh, it's very easy to work on a great sculpture. Uh, you know, like a, you can, it will tell you what to do. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know? Rather than try to cover up the bad sculpture and make it look better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> just the, the 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 level of 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 excellence with with you and Mitch and Matt, it was mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was really like I, I realized I, I I've I've said this on the podcast before. Like before um, coming to Rick's, I, I was kind of like I felt like I was like the badass artist, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just mm-hmm. at one place. Yeah, yeah, that whole time. Well, you, you're great. I, I was reading a lot about you on the magazine, you know, oh, when I, I was in Street Japan. Oh, wow. About Darkman and stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I, but yeah. I mean, I, I came to Rick's and then I was like, oh, I'm not the best. <laughs> you know, it's like, because you guys <laughs> were, were, were just pushing the limits and, and it really made me, uh, it made me way better of an artist. Like, I, I felt mm-hmm. like at, uh, at Alterian, I was, I got to a certain level and then mm-hmm. I just didn't, really get any better because i didn't have mm-hmm. people around me that were just like amazing to push me um mm-hmm. so when, once i that's that true. was one of the great things about going to rick's is i really feel like it made me it, i learned so much from everybody around me it made me so much of a better artist you know yeah and uh, rick you know rick himself is so amazing and uh, that he drive everybody to be better right you know like yeah uh, and you know he just uh uh, almost like a religious situation, like uh, you know, we we <laughs> we uh, how you call it? Like uh, he's like a god, right? You know? Yeah, everybody w- make him happy. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to make Rick yeah. happy. <laughs> That's how yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and it's amazing because it's like uh, you know, uh, without him, it wouldn't happen. Because like you said, you know, you need someone to look up to for sure, and uh, yeah, to make you better you know so i i'm i'm i feel really fortunate that having a dick and rick mm-hmm. as a mentor you know so yeah yeah, great, yeah. two of the best i mean two, the two best pretty much mm-hmm. um yeah. okay I, I i'm okay i want to uh i wanted to ask you i mean I, i've heard i've seen interviews and and i know a little bit but just for the audience i mean how did you uh when did you start becoming a cre- were you a creative little kid drawing and sculpting ever since you were little or when did that happen for you yeah uh so i was i i, I had a quite bad well nothing compared to seriously bad uh people but uh you know like i've used uh, you know like an alcoholic family and that kind of thing oh, okay. yeah yeah so i was quite introvert and i really enjoy spending time by myself right. and so always like uh in even like in the kindergarten uh, it was like a corner of the classroom i was sculpting myself or drawing and painting 
and both of my parents were walking. So when I uh, went home, uh, I just have to entertain myself. Latchkey, so, latchkey uh, kids. Do, do they have that term <laughs> yeah. in uh, Japan? Right, right, right. That's what they called yeah. them in America. We, <laughs> yeah. All of us in the 70s were latchkey mm-hmm. kids. All of our parents worked, and we came home and made ourselves a sandwich and watched TV and did whatever yeah. we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So, we, we, you know, we, we pretty much had to figure out how to uh, spend time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like to do a creative stuff uh i had a lot of you know like a, just like a normal kids you know like a, i had interest in uh uh space stuff mm-hmm. you know and uh rockets and uh sometimes like uh, architecture mm-hmm. and the furniture design wow. and uh, i wanted to work for honda because i i, I like the design around that time mm-hmm. of uh, their car and by motorcycle that's pretty sophisticated <laughs> That's pretty yeah. sophisticated for a little kid to appreciate the design of industrial design. That's pretty. That's pretty advanced, I think. Yeah, I, I was fascinated by it because it's uh, you know like a it's the, the great thing about the furniture and stuff like that. It, they have a functionality and beauty combined. Right. And the you know in the architecture you can live in it and and the piece of art and so. I really inspired by it, and uh, you know, like a it's a stupid thing, but uh, even like as a kid, I was doing a drawing and a design on a notebook all the time. And one time, I was really into insects, and so I was doing a drawing <laughs> all the time. And so that that's that's really uh, made me start to have an interest in uh, more like a creative stuff. Right. And uh, but uh, the big thing was when I saw a Star Wars, the first Star mm-hmm. Wars, uh, I I was really fascinated by uh, uh, special effects. Yeah, because the Japanese special effects were so cheesy. You oh know, really? The Go- Godzilla. And, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, right. All the movies. It's like true. I look like just just look like a joke. You know, like a <laughs> comedy to right. me. You know. <laughs> And I was like uh, kind of embarrassed yeah, really? because, you know. It's so yeah, funny because we, we grew up on those movies, like War of the Gargantuas and Godzilla uh-huh. and uh, Giant, yeah. Giant Robot, Johnny Sacco. I mean, this yeah. was like formative years for, for people of, of my age, you know. It's like that, right. that was the coolest because you're little, you know. You just It's two, it's big monsters fighting. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they look like crap or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I was really like, why, why people can get into it? <laughs> I was thinking like that, <laughs> and I, I was totally against uh, the Japanese, uh, how you call it, like a, a, a sci-fi stuff. Really? You know? Yeah, because so I thought really cheesy and uh, <laughs> embarrassing, and I don't, I didn't know why they couldn't improve it. Right. You know? So and when I saw Star Wars, uh, oh, this is this is this is the way it's supposed to be. Right. I thought, and so that's that was a start. And so I started to like uh, gathering a book and and uh, you know shooting a small movie myself and made a miniature and uh, you know put the fireworks <laughs> I, in it. And... I did the same thing. I did the same <laughs> yeah. thing after I saw Star Wars. I got like a tie, I got a a Tie Fighter model. And I uh-huh. and I and I, I was doing like stop motion, and I was putting firecrackers in, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same yeah. response. Yeah, we 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 you know we went through the same thing, yeah. and 
and uh, I didn't have any interest in the makeup at all that oh, time. Okay. And uh, yeah, what age? Uh, because, what age are we talking here? Uh, when was it? So like uh, Star Wars, like uh, maybe like eleven. Okay. Ten or eleven, mm -hmm. something like that. And um, and one thing was uh, I couldn't handle horror films. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, even like when I wa watched the uh, trailer of uh, Jaws uh, on TV, mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep for two nights. Wow! You know, so <laughs> he is scared about it, and <laughs> you know, any kind of ghost and uh, you know horror stuff, and uh, you know, people's head chopped off and stuff like that. I couldn't handle it, and so uh, I didn't have any interest because of that. And I thought, okay, special effects makeup is just all about like a bloody gore stuff, right? You know? Nothing, nothing more than that, and and, uh, and I didn't know, right. and uh, and I was keep doing that, uh, you know, like I try to figure out what I really want to do because I hated school, and <laughs> I don't like, I hate to be in a class with many other people, <laughs> and uh, you know, like a bored teacher teaching every day same thing, yeah, you know, <laughs> following a text and then nothing more, <laughs> right? You know, like a, no, no, nothing exciting, you know, it's just a. Process or oh, oh, we, we I felt like I was in a, like a farm, right. like lots of cows, mm -hmm. you know, like it goes through this process and they die, you know. Right. And uh, so <laughs> I really hated that, and so I was trying to figure out, okay, I want to get out from a school, and what I'm going to do, you know, like uh, uh, I had to figure out, and so um, after trying many things, and I found out there is. Uh, different kind of people like uh, Dick Smith and Rick Baker. Right. And the first big thing was uh, um, uh, when I watched the uh, uh, Greystock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was really inspired by how he designed those apes, you know, and they put the character on each one. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and believable too. It's nothing cheesy about it. I remember seeing those pictures in, in a cine cinefantast or cinemagic or no cine one of those cinefacts. Cine yeah, and those photos mm -hmm. are just. I mean, they look totally real. They're yeah. they completely yeah. blew my mind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I spent so much time just looking at those. Uh, I know, you know that, that's what we had to do. Yeah. I, was, I was talking to Tim about this the other day when I interviewed him. It's like back then mm -hmm. we had to buy the magazines or the books. And the way you right. learned was like looking on what they had on their shelves and trying to figure yeah. out what the hell, why, you know, why there was a <laughs> jar of Vaseline over here and what the baby uh -huh. powder was for. And it's like you kind of had to piece everything together. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> true, true. That, that's how we learned. And, uh, you know, kids nowadays, they're too spoiled. <laughs> it's, it's all there, yeah. man. It's so yeah. easy to find now. It's kind of I amazing. I think it's like a this ability of doing this job is figuring out yourself. That's the most important part. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, nowadays, that's uh, kind of lacking because, you know, you can ask a question to the people mm -hmm. and even like an answer is right or wrong, <laughs> you will get something back, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, so, uh, so the Greystock was big and also uh, uh, Amadeus was uh, oh, yeah. that made. Yeah, and uh, but the the biggest one was uh, when I uh, there's a big uh, bookstore in Kyoto where I grew up. Uh, it has like a five floor 
uh, bookstore. It's a big, like a specialized bookstore. And uh, on the top floor, they have uh, imported uh, magazines and books. Mm-hmm. And so I went through the uh, magazine about film, and I found a Fangoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, since I didn't have any interest in a horror film, and I found one issue with a stupid uh, monster on the cover. <laughs> and I was just flipping you know, the pages, and I found the article about Dick Smith right. uh, doing a makeup on the Hal Hall book, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that really, okay, this is what I have to do. You know, right. I want, and because I, I, I was thinking, you know, like Rick was the idol, and, but I thought, I wouldn't able to be creative like him, hmm. you know. And he's too good, and uh, right. he's like a like a god. Right. And then, but of course, Dick was a god too. But uh, he was someone I have to look up, and I had to. I wanted to be like him. Hmm. So okay, this is the way what I wanted to, do. and that that was a start, and that was kind of late start compared to the, all other people because he was a lot, like a last year in high school. The beginning of the last year mm-hmm. so i was like a seven uh, 16 or 17 yeah and so that's that's when i decided okay this will be my whole career my life career and i started to you know like uh right next day gathering up all materials and uh, took a life cast and uh-huh. started makeup yeah on myself yeah did you ever do did you ever do a mold of your face with plaster uh, no, <laughs> I did that. I, I, got, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I did a little more like research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I read about it, you know, like uh, they used to use that like a plaster of Paris and, uh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's very dangerous. You know, oh, like, I you know. Could... <laughs> I, I, I did it myself. <laughs> Vassal, I mean, the classic story here where I was like, I was oh. having my mom help me. And yeah. I, I Vaseline my face, luckily, but it all, my eyebrows stuck in it. <laughs> so I was able to get it off and just pulling my eyebrows. Oh my God. But, you know, I got a, I got a cast of my face out of it and I was able to start sculpting on it. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you, you, uh, you sort of, uh, d- did you end up, you didn't go to school for, there wasn't really any effects school back then, yeah. was there? Uh, no, there was no school, and so after I started as a hobby, I found uh, Dick's uh, PO box in the back of the magazine. All right. I got a letter to him, and I got a reply uh, in like a, in ten days. And oh, wow. That's amazing. That's almost impossible. Right. So he must repl- uh, you know, like I wrote a reply the day, and he mailed it the same day. Wow. And uh, and he he basically what he said was uh, there is no good school out there even in the United States. Mm-hmm. So best way to do is uh, just uh, uh, learn by yourself. And if you know if I come up with a new makeup, just send a picture, and uh, so he can give me a give me a comments right. about it. And so that was a kind of a start of uh, you know mentorship yeah yeah uh, yeah that's amazing uh, yeah he was he was yeah. really dick was really generous in that way everybody mm-hmm. has the same story about dick like if you asked advice he would he would answer your mm-hmm. your your, uh, your uh, uh letters and talk to you on the phone and everything you know it's like <laughs> i sent him 
Uh-huh. I, I sent him a picture. I did this prosthetic makeup. It was really good looking back at the time. Like it was it for oh. for my age. I was like uh, fifteen or sixteen, maybe. And uh, it was like a, I it was a fur. It was totally based. It, it was kind of uh, it was sides of face and neck, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think a chin. And it was an old age makeup on a friend of my my sister's boyfriend, who was a Japanese oh. uh, American Japanese guy who was oh. he was trying out for a part for uh, r- that movie R- uh, Remo Williams. Remember okay. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was maybe he was trying out for the sequel. I think it might have been wow. after it came out or something. And okay, so, so he's seriously tried to get cast for. Yeah, because he was he was he's he he was in like the Kentucky Fried movie and all the he was an actor in all like all these seventies movies. Oh. He was in uh, Clint one of the one of the really bad Clint Eastwood movies. I mean, he's done some great <laughs> great ones, but this one was terrible. I remember uh, uh, Bloodline or something. It was one of these detective movies. He was like the sidekick guy. Any, anyway. He, you know, mm-hmm. he was an act, a working actor, so he asked me to do this prosthetic makeup on it. And just around the time I was, I was, uh, started to take Dick's course, so I did uh-huh. this, I did this makeup, and it was like, it was pretty good. I, I was like, I was impressed with myself, and I sent it to pictures oh, to wow. Dick, and uh, <laughs> he sent me. He was so, <laughs> he was so right, but he sent me like all these notes on what was wrong with it. <laughs> and I was like, I got it back. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's like kind of disappointed, but it was like, so right. He's he just like, basically, but it was like, you know, he's coming from a good place. It's like, this is, you know, yeah. you, you know, you don't need yeah. to be coddled. You need to be told what you're doing wrong. If you want to be good at this stuff, you know, right. <laughs> he's a, he's a, yeah. Sometimes he's like a brutally honest. And yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a one time, I, he told me that uh, on a letter he said, uh, I cannot believe how horrible your picture, even you are from a uh, land of the camera. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, like, because I was taking pictures myself and uh, out of focus. And uh, yeah, so, <laughs> that, that kind of made me, you know, when, <laughs> get, get, you know, like, go into the crazy world to, you know, be interested in the photograph. Yeah, I know. That's too. what I was going to say. Is that why you became like a photography expert after that? Yeah. I, I remember you got like one of the first at Rick's, you had one of the first like 20 megapixel digital cameras yeah. that was like a really expensive big camera at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all because of Dick now Smith. I have a hundred, hundred megabyte camera. I know. But yeah. But uh, you know, he he really means it, and uh, and in a good way, and uh, it helped so many people in, oh, yeah. in his character. Uh, yeah. Really, some people quit, of course, because of that. But you know, but <laughs> they wouldn't have lasted yeah. anyway in this business. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah it's funny to. Um... Yeah, I mean, I could go off on or go on about Dick Smith forever because I, I I was like a huge. Huge Dick Smith fan. I mean, as mm-hmm. same probably from nine years old on, I was just like getting any anything I could find. Um, uh, his, uh, you know, I did a little big man mask on my mother, and <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like I was, I was into it. It was amazing stuff. Um, but as far as mm-hmm. like, you know, sitting down and creating a makeup like the Churchill makeup, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> you're the only person that could do that that well, as far as I'm concerned. You well, know. that's I, you know I have to carry the torch. You know, that's right. Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's like that's they they did so much for me and so much for everybody. You know, and uh, we cannot ruin that legacy in a way. So yeah, yeah it's very true. important. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, we have to get better than right. people that, in the past. That's the goal. I mean, that's how it works. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we cannot keep repeating the same thing. So um, yeah, and th- that's a great thing about this job. You know, like just uh, no rules. Right. So we can we can do whatever we want and just bring in anything we think we need. Yeah. Right. New technology or a new way to learn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 innovations I've seen you do with your big sculptures are amazing but we'll get to that after we, let's get through your i want to get through the the makeup effects here so we can focus on the the real cool stuff which is the art, <laughs> fine art stuff um <laughs> so okay so how did you end up uh coming to the states because as, as far as i know you were like uh at rick's only right you just kind of came and worked at rick's your whole career yeah it's very it's like so what happened was so after I started to corresponding with Dick in high school, and he, there was a one time, uh, I think it was 1987, uh, you know, screaming, screaming about George, uh-huh. and he had a first like, Halloween contest in Japan. Oh, okay. And, uh, I did the one in America. Did... <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, in that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but uh, so Dick was invited as a, a judge, one of the judge, uh-huh. and he he said uh, he 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 wrote me and what is your phone number? And and uh, so I replied with my phone number and he called me at my house. Oh my god! And I don't remember because I was so nervous <laughs> and even like a, you know I I couldn't speak you know like. A, <laughs> At all, and it just uh, and I was keep saying yes and yes, you know. But uh, I got the point of uh, what he said was, uh, I will be in Japan for this uh, Halloween contest, so you should come to visit me. You know, so wow. that that was the first time I met him. Uh, so I was in Kyoto, and uh, a contest was in Tokyo. So I took train and went to meet him. And that was the first time, and so it was a Halloween time, like an 87, and he told me that he would be a supervisor for a Japanese horror film in the next year. And maybe you can join as a crew. That, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. And so uh, after I graduated high school, I moved to Tokyo, and I started to work as a special effects makeup artist. And, um, and uh, that was the first time. Uh, it was a brief uh, because he only stayed like a two weeks in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was working with him and that was the first time I met Eddie, Eddie Yang. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was, because he was one of the crew and, and, uh, Steve Wan, uh, visited, uh, during that time. And uh, because we are working on that project, uh, I think about the six month. And I also met Matt. Matt Rose at that time. Oh my God! Yeah, what a trip. Yeah, that was a fr- actually, you know, like when I went to the uh, Halloween contest, uh, I met Matt that time, first oh. time. He was he was 
he was like a genuinely kind person, yes. and he was the only one who really talked to me. Wow. You know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he the, loved Japan. I remember hearing him talk about how much he loved Japan, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it, it kind of, uh, I think uh, Japan fits his personality. It's, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Now, that, now mm -hmm. that I think about it, interesting. Yeah, and uh, so you know, that, uh, that was a great experience, and I was working with Eddie for a while. And uh, and uh, after that project, uh, I visited Eddie uh, for a month, actually. Mm. And I was living in his house. I had no idea. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was in, uh, I think, Alessida. And, right. Uh, and and uh, uh, his friend, like Chris, uh, I cannot pronounce his last name, Chris O'Flaherty. O'Flaherty? Of, of <laughs> uh, I don't think I know Yeah. Him. Uh, Eddie's best friend, and uh, and I went to his house because Eddie had a kind of workshop in his garage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, can you hear the horn, car going, no. car alarm? Mm -mm. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so um, <laughs> uh, so I went to uh, his house and sculpting, and I visited Rick's shop one time, and they were working on uh, uh, Gremlins too. Oh my God! And uh, I went through the shop, and I met uh, Ray. Uh, I, you know, I was nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I, I was looking at the uh, what was it? Uh, they had uh, like a head from uh, Coming to America. Uh huh. You know, like a display head, and also uh, Matt showed me uh, the gorilla mask from uh, Gorillas in the Mist. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and that was amazing. But uh, one thing I noticed was uh, eyeball and the eyelashes were horrible. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because eyeball was eyeballs. Were made by the uh, I think the yeah the Canesso in England, and the eyelashes were uh, those are beauty makeup eyelashes stuck right. on a mask. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't punched or anything. Right, it's like a you know like a beauty makeup eyelashes. Yeah. The, <laughs> But the is amazing. Their work is amazing. That's the most important part because because everybody look at the, you know any kind of creature, they will look at the eyes and decide if it's alive or not. Right. You know. So, um, so well, but that, that that was good good experience. And after that, I went back to uh, Japan and walking. And and I got kind of sick of the shop. Uh, I was working for two years, and I decided to leave and to have my own shop. And I was still like a 20 or 21 years old. Oh, wow. So, so I told my uh, boss Alan, that at that time, and I was going to leave the, and make my own studio in September and while I was walking I got a phone call from uh, Akira Kurosawa's production and and the producer asked me uh, Richard Gere is asking me to work with 
you. Oh my god. And, <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, what, what are you talking about? You know, like because I, I, you know, I never met him, and uh, you know, I'm I was still like twenty years old. <laughs> oh my god. And <laughs> no experience, and you know, uh, what's what's going on here? And uh, so I I you know like uh, it ring my ring the bell in my head okay i am this must be dick smith and uh, i called dick and asked about this you know i got the phone call and so uh, what happened was uh richard gear just finished a cotton club and uh, he was working with dick smith and uh dick uh so richard asked if he knows any kind of special effects makeup artist in japan so dick recommended me to be um uh, makeup artist, artist wow. for him, and this <laughs> amazing. Uh, that, that's that's you know what happened, and uh, yeah, and um, and I told uh, you know I told that person my my uh, past boss, and oh, I'm sorry, but I have to leave now, <laughs> you know, because I I want to I really want to take this job. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I think she was quite nervous about it because she she knew about Dick Smith too, right. in, in person. So, but um, uh, so I made my own shop. But what happened was, uh, you know, uh, Akira Kosawa really didn't want it to have any kind of makeup on Richard, and so uh, what, what I was, movie was I it? did just a test make. Uh, the movie called uh, Lapsody in August. Hmm. And uh, he was supposed to be uh, quarter Japanese. Oh. And so Richard wanted uh, some kind of uh, Asian looking, you know, like right. a feature. But it, his eyes kind of pretty much look like Asian. Yeah, anyway. they do kind of look Asian. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, but, but uh, try to, you know, like a, because production wanted to make him happy. So I was uh, called <laughs> to do that. And uh, it was quite horrible because uh, Richard asked the makeup artist in New York uh, to do a test makeup first and brought the pieces to Hawaii. And that was the first time I met him. To pieces I got from the makeup artist in New York was it's really horrible, like a, a slip lover latex eyelids. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, painted in a dental uh, stone. And didn't have any kind of reinforcement. Oh my and so, god! Yeah, by the time I got the pieces and the mold, mold was broke in half, <laughs> and you know all pieces, uh, the thickness was uneven because uh... it's uh, looked like you can you know paint it with a Q-tip in the mold. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, okay, you know, so I had to do do it, and uh, you know I did it, but I really talked to the producer. And I, uh, and Mr. Kurosawa, you know, I really want to redo this whole thing because this doesn't work. Right. And we had a big meeting with Richard and the, and the director, and uh, you know, like, but original idea was uh, Akira Kurosawa didn't want any makeup on Richard, so that was it. But uh, I was on the production for I think like two weeks, huh. and helping other people. Uh, but th that was an amazing ex experience because Japanese film always no time, no budget, and uh, it's a horrible condition. You know, it's a, it's a really bad uh, because <laughs> if Americans went there and started to work on the film, <clears throat> they would sue sue the production because 
you know, no time limit, you know. Uh, oh, really? Because it's a horrible situation and no overtime. Right. Uh, uh, you know. And so uh, it was pretty bad, but uh, but Akira Kurosawa's production was really professional. What, what was and, he, what was he like? I uh, he, you know, because it's it's funny. Every time I work with a big director, like a famous ones, mm-hmm. uh, everybody talks about oh, it's, it's gonna be really hard to work with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you know Akira Kurosawa too, and uh, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. And, but once you once I met them, they're really nice person, you know, like, and uh, as long as you do a good job, they're really happy. Right. You know, if you mess up, they will be furious. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you out from the set, you know. Yeah, just well, don't course. fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way you should be. You know, right, like, right. That, that, that's the reason why, you know, people are hired to do the job, not to mess up. Right. So yeah, and uh, but he was really nice, and it's it's almost like a he, she was he was like a, like a sea lion. It's like a huge like a, I think it's he's over six one or six two. Oh wow! And, uh, <laughs> and his ear hair, the hair from ear hole was so thick. It's look like. A, Look like a, someone stuck the brush in his ear. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, here he comes. Don't stare at his ears. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, hilarious. But, uh, it was amazing because he, he, you know, he got the all best people in the industry and right. uh, uh, the set pieces. You know, there was a one time they had a set of an airport. And wow. it was just like an airport, wow. you know, like a, like a, usually if you go to set, even in this country, you can tell, oh, okay, well, they put together something, right. but the uh, set was like a totally believable and the, it's really like a totally, you feel like you are in an airport. Well, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah. So that, that, that was a start. And uh, I was working on a t- uh, TV shows and films and, and the, the a big, thing happened was uh there's one kind of big tv show i did the old age makeup and i was really excited to do it and and it came out okay but i was really disappointed uh, myself mm-hmm. and the I, I i felt really regret and about it and and i uh, I, uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't depressed, but I really ser- started to seriously thinking about: it, should I keep doing this, or maybe I should quit because wow. this look. And so, what was it? <laughs> it's, a, it's like a Japanese TV show and um, like a drama. What did you do uh, that you did that you hated so much? Um, just uh, it was an old age makeup on uh, one. Uh, actress and one actor, both are really young. Right. And, uh, That's hard. Really hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I want to see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will burn. I, I burn the. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know if I still have it, but uh, I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> but so, you know, I I was really uh spend time to think <laughs> you know, i was really think uh, thinking like contemplating uh should i keep going or not wow. and uh, i decided okay i should do uh one makeup just 
my own way and trying to figure out what to do and uh, spend enough time mm -hmm. and pick my friend uh, as a model and I did the makeup on him and uh, that turned out really good and and I sent a picture to of course Dick Smith and Eddie and Matt and Rick saw it and uh, and Rick told everybody that I hate this guy yeah. <laughs> and the ultimate and, uh, compliment yeah yeah and uh and that actually really helped me to spread my name mm. in this country and so by that time i was really tired of uh japanese film industry and economy got really bad you know like uh after a bubble mm -hmm. and uh so I got a phone call from Dick, and Dick, Dick told me, okay, there will be a Japanese uh, special effects makeup school starting from next year. And, uh, and he said, uh, if you are interested in teaching that school, I can recommend hmm. as a teacher. And, and the, you know, but uh, he, he told me that uh, if I start doing that, I wouldn't be able to work on a film project and other project that you're supposed to be working on. And so, you know, it's really up to you. And, uh, I, and then I explained, I explained to him about how the economy is so bad right now. So maybe I should take this job mm -hmm. to support myself. So I started to teach in a school and I was there maybe over three years. Oh, and wow. And uh, I, I keep, you know, talking with Eddie, you know, I want to go there, you know, like right. <laughs> and, about it. and uh, I was also talking with Dick and, um, you know, and uh, he, the answer was always it, it would be really hard to get the green card mm -hmm. and even like work visa is so hard because, you know, film industry, like a film job always ends like a three or six month and right. to get the visa. You, you had to be longer. Right. You, know, you had oh, to have a contract. Yeah. And so, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was applying a lottery program for the green card and it never happened. Mm. And, and uh, uh, you know, one day I told Eddie, you know, I will go there next year, even illegal. So I <laughs> want you to help me to find a job. Mm. And so Eddie just started to work for Rick for the men in black mm. that time. Mm. And so Rick was talking with Eddie about, you know, like a finding a makeup artist who can do from a design to finish. Mm -hmm. And, and the, uh, so, and the, and the Eddie brought up my name and, uh, and the Rick remembered me and, uh, and, the, and Rick decided to hire me. Uh, sponsor me and hire me and wow. uh, yeah and that that's that was a uh, 96 hmm. and uh, yeah and that's a, that was the time I moved out here uh, officially yeah wow that's amazing and then uh, what that so that was on men in black that was kind yes. of your, your first thing with Rick and you went on to I mean do you were like the kind of the key key or one of the key artists for for everything after that right yeah uh well <laughs> there was it was a funny experience because when 
right because i was keep telling dick before i moved out here um you know i was telling him i i think i won't be able to walk at rex you know <laughs> at the, I, I i i'm not good enough for <laughs> i was keep telling him you know at the, who else do you want to walk for uh, i don't know you know because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, a, it's a it was tough call you know like uh there's a many other amazing artists it was here were here but uh of course, I wanted to work for Rick, but I thought uh, that won't happen. You know, but uh, and it happened. And after I moved out here, uh, I was living in Eddie's house for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I was so nervous because they had the best people in the industry, like uh, Jose Fernandez and Carlos Carlos Fuente. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, of course. Eddie and Steve and Matt mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Moto. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Moto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mitch, you know. Mitch, and, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of freaking out for, uh, the first two weeks and uh, because also jet lag, you know, I right. get so be around 3 or 4 p.m. and uh, start to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big mess, and and uh, uh, you know I started to realize, uh, you know, uh, I just have to do my what I can do. You right. know, I just best, and <clears throat> and I le- worked really hard on the many black, and you know, figure out the how to make a silicon gel with appliances. Oh wow! And the sculpt the pieces for the Edgar character. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be on set because, you know, I wasn't in union, of course, and I even didn't have a green card. Wow. And, and so after Men in Black, I worked on uh, Mighty Joe Young. And uh, th- that was a time I begged Rick, let me walk on eyeball and eyelashes because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was so disappointed at the quality of the gorillas, gorillas in the mist mask. Right. So... And so he let me walk on that, and uh, I was working with uh, Mark Chetrakian on the eye mechanism too, because uh, we, uh, you know, I wanted to make eyeball with a cornea borage oh, right. on it. Yeah, and uh, so that was good. And uh, uh, Batman and Robin, and oh yeah, Altarian um, did some stuff for Batman and Robin too. Like it was, was I think we the, got like the leftovers that you guys didn't do or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- that was a fun project actually. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, and what did I do? And uh, yeah, like a several different projects and the small makeup shows. And then what was the big one? Grinch. Yeah. Uh, Grinch, Grinch, Grinch was, <laughs> Well, yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a great start, and it was really fun because we went through so many tests. I I was almost doing a test makeup makeup every day. Wow! You know, many people designing the who characters. Right. Try on, you know, a, anyone I can grab on in in a shop, and uh, that was a start. And they start to have uh, actors. Mm-hmm. 
and you know like uh and then there was a i think a mitch and uh ryan peterson all right and, mm -hmm. uh, matt, matt and matt was matt and eddie was mainly like a designing uh grinch and but uh there's lots of who characters and i was sculpting too um, it was it was fun. Uh, I, I never done that much of a makeup in my life in that much of time. You know, yeah. Like so, something uh, yeah. Some, something like a situation like that, you can really when you do, when you end up uh, when you're forced to to repeat things over and over, that mm. really is actually really good to, a good way to to get a lot of learning in. You yeah. know what I mean? You end up like at the other side of it being a way better artist because you had to do so much repetition over and over. Yeah, yeah, it was great, great training, and yeah. and uh, you know, like uh, uh, it's yeah, I improved a lot, and because there was no silicone that time, you know, I had to paint the foam like a skin tone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I had to know, paint like those. A... I had to paint those rubber ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but I got a funny story, a quick funny story yeah, about yeah. that, because I, I, that was when I came in there, Rick. Rick asked me, I was at that point, I had left Alterian. I had started a little digital effects company because I was getting into digital stuff and we got a yeah. couple jobs, but it never took off. So Rick's like, Hey, I got an opportunity that you're probably very way overqualified for, but you know, it'll get your foot in the door over here. And I was so broke at the time. I was like, Oh yes, please. Thank God. So I went in there. I was really nervous. And um, I was just basically Tom Gilliland was showing me what to do, you know, and I was basically just doing what he told me. He was kind of training me because because I was going to replace him yeah. in the paint department. And then there was a moment when they're like, hey, you want to sculpt this mask for for, you know, because I wanted to prove my I wanted to be, a, you know, I wanted to be sculpting there because that was, oh, I was yeah. that was yeah. my thing. You know, I mean, that was what I was I thought I was best at. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, if you, here, here's you have to sculpt this mask. It has to look like a really shitty Halloween mask for the <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, like I thought I was going to get a chance to prove myself. And I had to I had to make it look bad, like a bad Halloween mask. Yeah. And it was so disappointing. I eventually, you know, uh, when um, Planet of the Apes came around, I was like, they let me sculpt mm -hmm. some maquettes. And then I was in the, the sculpting department from there on. But. That was pretty funny. And I finally got my shot at Rick's and it was like, okay, you have to make this look like a bad Halloween mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a kind of a, a big shop mentality, you know, like uh, it's you get in, but not they won't let you be in the position you should be. Right, you know, right. Beginning. Uh, I think I yeah. guess that's a normal. But yeah, 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 I was kind of confused about that too. Like I felt really bad that ask you to prepaint those pieces for the Grinch, you uh -huh. know, like makeup and, you know, like, uh, uh but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was hey, I was, yeah. I was happy to have the work. It was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was easy. It was kind of, you know, doing painting who ears yeah. and just basing things out. It was just like, Oh, this is, this is the easiest, <laughs> the easiest money I've ever made. <laughs> Except when I messed up your, your Grinch pieces. That, time. <laughs> that was Tom's fault. Let me tell you, yeah. that was Tom's fault because I was like, we, we, we painted them and then we didn't mm. know that you were supposed to, you know, blow the powder off the edges right away. Tom's, right, like, right. Tom's like, yeah, we'll just leave them until, until morning. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was, you know, he was like the boss of the department. Ah, right. And so then okay. they were dry the next day and then we go to, <laughs> to, to try and blow the, the powder off the edge and all the paint was dried on there. Uh -huh. Yeah. Made the edge. Uh, yeah. 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 
But uh, you, you end up just uh, airbrushing your face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was good. Because, you know, like uh, uh, once we are on set, we were on set, we started to figure out, you know, what could be improved and what could be a problem. Right. And at the beginning, like a uh, lace piece was peeling off from piece with the paint. Mm. So we started to, I think, paint the prosade before the packs. You know, ah, so it was stickly degree. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, you know what's funny about that. I just uh, this is the last I'll bring it up. But when when mm -hmm. you got when you got mad at me if that time when you got pissed at me and Tom, um, that, that <laughs> was I? yeah, yeah. You were like you got really mad. Oh no. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I, I I I was an asshole. No, no, no. It was fun. No, it was. You know, I was gonna say. You know that 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 that's to me why the story was so funny because you got so pissed about it and I uh -huh. felt like such an idiot because I was new there. But but this is the thing. This is why it was good. I mean, I felt like because afterwards you uh -huh. came up and you were kind of like mulling around the area the pain area and i was like wasn't sure if you wanted to talk to me or something i was like kind of afraid of you at that point and you came up and you're like i'm really sorry i'm sorry i got so mad and you apologized and it was like that was kind of the first real moment i had with you you know what i mean <laughs> like up to okay. that up to that you know you were at, at that point you were very mm -hmm. like um solemn kind of you didn't yeah. like interact with everyone else was kind of joking around and you were sort of like very much in your own space and 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 so it was like it was kind of cool uh that it was i i, f I felt really like appreciative that you you apologized for it oh yeah you know okay. yeah and i felt like oh that was kind of the first time you and i ever really connected uh -huh. as people you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, that, the whole thing was i mean it was perfect it was all amazing I'm so, so, great, so grateful for every, that whole experience was amazing but <laughs> that's good <laughs> you know like uh, after you were well, stressed I, though man you were stressed i remember yeah you you had so much on your shoulders and i know jim carrey wasn't doing you any favors from yeah. what i heard it was like things were difficult very difficult for you so everybody knew that in the shop everybody knew that like they were really putting you through the ringer yeah um you know, if that happened now, I could sue him. Actually, uh, people on set could sue him. Why, what, what did he? I mean, did he I do just, anything specific? Uh, really unreasonably abusive. Really? And yeah, and uh, almost like a you know, like not like a physically, but attacking people. Yeah, like yeah. insulting people and yeah. yell, yelling at people and stuff. Right. Uh, that's uh, there's no reason to do that, no, you know. No. And uh, that that actually, uh, you know, uh, at the end, probably it's a good experience because, you know, after that, uh, I was really depressed, you know, after the filming, and I went to a therapist mm. and uh, dig out the all bad stuff from past in right. the childhood, and the learning, you know, about to put back myself together mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, uh, uh, maybe I cannot talk about it, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I did the learning process and uh, I learned not to take life serious, you know? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was good because it's like, um, um, it's, uh, you know, that, that kind of experience, like, uh, I needed it, you know, yeah, to, to exactly. Hear, Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of pushed it pushed you into doing something that you need, needed to do anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it was good. And uh, I, I don't know, but because I tend to walk with uh, mean actors, <laughs> you know, like a kind of life put put those challenges, right? You know, to me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that I think, you know, that's how we learn. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you, especially, you know, if you if you ignore the signs, they're just going to keep coming at you until you do mm-hmm. something about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So is, 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 do you think that the Grinch was one of the catalysts for you wanting to, um, get out of the effects or did that come yeah. later? Yeah. That, that, and, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes, uh, oh, was that uh, bad for you also? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, a, you know, like a Grinch and Planet of the Apes and the many black three, uh, that's a, those three movies, you know, one after another, uh, huh kind of make me hate the home film industry. Men in Black 3 or Men in Black 2? Men, uh, I'm sorry, Men in men, men Black 2. Okay, cool. That's funny. And, uh, those are those are all three movies I was there for. And those, <laughs> and that was the time when I decided I'm going to be a fine artist. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was on yeah, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a timing and uh, that's a sign. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for the realization about the life. Yeah, <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, when I was working on a main, many black two, I started to do a portrait of Dick Smith for his birthday. Oh, the sculpture, the, the famous yeah. sculpture. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that was a you know big thing for me because you know I spend a lots of time sculpting, uh, and um, I think it's I started, you know, like a like a one year before his birthday. Wow. And during th- that time, like I working on and a man in black two and, a, you know, like, because such a stupid, pro, uh, you know, script uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> what we had to make was a really stupid. Oh yeah. You know? The Balchinians and yeah. Cream, cream corn guy. And, and <laughs> dog, dog poop. Yeah. Dog yeah. Po- yeah. That was, <laughs> <laughs> dog poop face yeah yeah it's like what do you want <laughs> i forgot about that it's so yeah funny. Uh, it was funny moment because you know like uh everybody did their own design and we had a meeting and they look you know and the bill sturgeon put each picture on a board and we discussed about it and uh, we are looking at it you know, and I was thinking, what the hell are we doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, this is a Rick Baker shop, and right. we are talk, we're making something like a really dumb-looking thing. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, uh, but but I I thought about uh, those a uh, Bochinian or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> look cool. You uh, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a way. You know, it did. Uh, yeah, from uh, those uh, that one Photoshop to final, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was really stupid. And uh, so I, at the same time, I was so making that portrait of uh, Dick Smith, and and when I finished it, I started to realize, okay, this is really something I really want to do mm-hmm. instead of a industry like a special effects makeup for film, uh, and. I know I I really like I seriously talked to Rick. You know I really want to do this kind of thing instead of makeup. And and his advice was, um, uh, you know, his father was a painter, mm-hmm. like a fine artist. Uh, 
at you know, at uh, Hitomi, like uh, you know, living as a fine art artist, it's 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 going to be quite hot, tough. It's not like a film industry life, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, and uh, uh, because I ex- you know he and he experienced it when right. he was a kid, you know, and uh, you know, I I it it was a common sense that that time. You know, living as an artist is not easy. Right. It's a, it's just common sense, and uh, even now, it's not, not it's not the easiest way to live. No. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and so you know, like uh, once you are in the film industry, uh, you live like that, and it, you know, it's like almost like a in a way like a degrade your lifestyle uh, on the cheaper side, you know. What do you mean? Once you, yeah, like, a, like a, so as a walk as a fine art artist, mm-hmm. you can live like a frugal way. Oh yeah, you, know, yeah. you have to cut the expenses and yeah. stuff like that. And and I was thinking about it, and so I kind of decided, okay, well, maybe do more in the film industry. And I was working on it, but every show after that, <laughs> I leave. <laughs> oh no, you know, like a. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm, I'm, I'm going to last. And right. <laughs> I was also, you know, looking at the people in the film industry and as they retire, you know, what kind of lifestyle they have. And I don't think this is really something I want to be in. Right. You know? And, and I, I don't, I, I wasn't excited about retiring, the idea of retiring. Right. Anything, you know? Um, so, I was really contemplating, and in the 2007, I made my own company and started to do my own shows. And it was okay, but it was tough. Yeah. Uh, and imagine. yeah, I, I was working on uh, from my house in Burbank, and the last show I walked on that time was a looper. Oh yeah, and, and uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt in it, and uh, you know he was a really nice guy, and I, I really enjoyed working with him and uh, uh, Ryan, um, <clears throat> uh, the director too. And but it's I a great movie hmm? too. I love yeah. that movie. It's really good. Yeah, I, I, I turned turned down once because I know. Joseph <laughs> came to me. You know, if he can design makeup, and I ask, okay, what kind of makeup? And uh, I had to make uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis look like each other. I mean, the same person, but three, 30 years apart. Right. Story about the time travel, and they are sitting next to each other. And I told him, no, I cannot do that. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. You know, and... Uh, uh, just a technically impossible, and I, I, I knew about the reputation about the Bruce Willis that the, he won't sit in a makeup chair more than ten minutes. Oh, so, I know that. Yeah, yeah, there's no way to do a makeup on him. So I, yeah, the only thing I can do is on Joseph. And uh, I told him, you know, I don't want to disappoint you, and I don't want to ruin the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So please go to other people, <laughs> and they came to me. You know, of course, everybody turned down. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I told the producer, you know, as long as you pay me and if I don't have to guarantee the outcome, I, I would do it. Wow. And uh, that's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I thought, okay, okay, 
uh, who would fuck up for Joseph? You know, maybe I could be the only one to do that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, it was crazy because I'd, I, I was already committed to work for uh, DDT in Spain for the one project. Hmm. So I was working on a looper uh, in Spain at night after I finished the uh, project for DDT during the day. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so I was working like a, you know, 18 hours a day. Sheesh. You know, <laughs> yeah, for a while. And it was funny because I was traveling to New York to take a life cast of Joseph. And the next weekend, I went to Madrid to take a life cast of Bruce Wills. Then I went back <laughs> to LA next weekend. Uh, take another life guest with uh, Joseph and it, it, like, it, just, it was crazy time. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so after I finished DDT and came back to LA and did a test makeup for the uh, looper and uh, I asked uh, Jamie Kelman to do the uh, application on set and, and uh, that was the last show. And I decided to turn down every show came to me and uh, focused on uh, uh, fine art portrait after that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that I mean you you uh I you know I I I don't know if you remember but I think that I was the first person to put your giant Dick Smith hat online. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so cuz I I had a okay. website back then and, oh, and and I remember I was like, "Can I put this online? This is the most amazing thing yeah. I've ever seen." So I had a little section, I had a link on my website to that to pictures of your right. giant yeah. Smith head. So I always brag to people about it. Yeah, that was I was the first person to put that on the web. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an eighth wonder or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so eighth wonder uh, of the world. And, yeah. And, and you know, and uh, I had to tell like uh I want to tell like you were the big big inspiration to move to the fine art. You know, oh, you are the one cool. who moved on. You know, I remember you were sculpting every lunchtime those uh, yeah. uh, soft spots yeah. uh, in front of the shop, you know, during hot yeah. day outside sculpting, you know, every day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finished and, yeah, I took a picture of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That, that was an amazing piece. Oh, thanks. Know? Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, you, you had a big inspiration and uh, also like a conjoined show. Mm. And... Uh, because of you, I could get started, you know, like, uh, like wow. the first one I was, uh, Lincoln, right. The portrait of Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a great start. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I, I, that's a, that, that's an honor for me, man. That's, that's cool to have any kind of influence in that way. I mean, I thought, I really thought when I left mm -hmm. the business and, and started doing effects, uh, I mean, doing uh, effects, doing art, fine art. And, and being able to make a living, I thought all kinds of other people would start doing it too when they saw mm -hmm. that it could be done. And then, and I was so disappointed because nobody except you started doing it. You know, I yeah, mean, it takes a commitment. Really. I know, I know. And, yeah. and it, and it's like, I get it too, because it's, it's, I just assumed that, you know, cause that's all everybody would ever talk about the whole time. Mm -hmm. Every day is, is how we were sick of doing this bullshit. We yep. want to do our own art. We all had these dreams to do our own artwork and, and, and 
and that's all we talked about. So I just assumed everyone was going to like, be like, all right, <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> but yeah. Once they saw that it could be done. But, uh, but then it's like, you know, I saw that that wasn't happening and I, cause I was all trying to encourage people. Um, mm-hmm. I think Bill, Bill Basso, uh, mm-hmm. did it and, yeah. uh, you did it in a, in a huge way, but I think bigger than anybody else, but that was pretty much it. Um, there's people, you know, people that, that do stuff in conjoined, but as far as like doing it as a full-time job, but, um, I started thinking about it and it's like, it's the money's pretty good in effects, you know? So mm-hmm. I could understand how it would just be, it would be very difficult to just turn all of, turn that money down to basically yeah. make no money for years to establish right. yourself in this career. So I, I, I understand for sure. I just, I, you know, I wish more, more people would do it because the, the people in, in uh, ma- the makeup effects are just, there's so much talent in there. It's kind of crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. It's uh it's not easy. And also I think it's a responsibility too. Mm-hmm. You know, because, uh, you know, if you have a family, yeah, uh, depend on how much money you need right. and uh, just so much element and situation that you have to go through and uh, consider. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, but, uh, you know, like no matter what you do in your in the life, it's really I, I believe it's a commitment and the decision making. So, right. I think it's almost doesn't matter, you know, like whatever you do. And if there's a passion in it, it, it just make it work. Right. You, you can make it work, you know, yeah, like it will totally, work out man. by itself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think so. Now, yeah. you know, one thing I wanted to ask you um, before we get what we can get into, I want to get into your, your fine art um, mm-hmm. now. But one thing I wanted to ask you, I've brought this up on the podcast before. Um, when Rick's closed down. Do you, mm-hmm. you remember when Rick's closed down? I, 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 that was such a weird experience for me because I came in there and I wasn't really like super invested in, in being a lifer at Rick's because right. I was, I was kind of new there and I was still mm. sort of an outsider. And then all these people, like they had like 15 year relationships and they'd been working yeah. there forever and they assumed they were going to work there for the rest of their lives. And then when Rick closed down, I felt like I had a really weird kind of outsider perspective. Like I was able mm-hmm. to, I was able to watch it and not without being emotional about it because I wasn't just emotional. I mean, I loved the job and it was the best shop I ever worked at, but it wasn't like I had that real kind of familial connection to it. So I kind of was watching the whole thing and I was watching everybody's reactions and it was so like, it was crazy when that shop closed down. I mean, that was a huge deal in the industry mm-hmm. um i don't know i was just curious about how how that was for you what was that that was like when was which one are you talking about uh like after grinch or after uh, after when we did cursed ah okay that time wasn't that like the main time and then he kind right. of like opened up a like a smaller thing for some yeah. smaller jobs but that was like the closing of the big shop i uh-huh. thought yeah yeah, do you remember that? I, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, mm. <laughs> you know by, by, <laughs> by that time, I was so tired of the film industry. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um, I, I understood that Rick's situation, 
because right. you know like owing that huge shop and try to maintain everybody on it's just you know like an overhead like oh, a utility fee on that shop is just crazy no I, you know? if anything i felt like i totally understood where rick was coming from but yeah because i wasn't so, so so emotionally invested i was able to go man if i was rick i probably would do the same thing you know? Yeah, uh, the, it's it's not he he doesn't have responsibility to anyone, right? You know, yeah, his life, and we have to figure out our life. So, you know, like, but but the fortunate thing was he was trying to keep me on for like a very small stuff, mm-hmm. but it was for a while, and the, you know, like a gradually, you know, I really seriously started to to think about having my own shop so right. that was kind of a he he gave me a cushion you know like a that's cool. uh, time to depart right yeah prepare so that, that was great but uh you know i of course i wasn't well i worked for him over 10 years but uh, nothing compared to you know like eddie mm-hmm. and matt yeah and aaron uh right. sims yeah but i th- think that was about time you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah and uh of and also movie industry was getting really bad you know yeah yeah, yeah the job we get and the content and the budget and time it's get it was getting worse yeah so yeah i, I think that was a like a, a meant to happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i thought i thought that was kind of in a way that was kind of cool that he was willing to say, you know what? If you're not going to give us the time and the money, and the good b- movies to work on, then fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was kind of yeah. like that was sort of the the um, I don't know. That was the 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 artist thing to do, I guess. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he cared. I mean, that's one thing about Rick is he really cared about. You know, I worked for a lot of shops where where it's like, you know, whatever. Whatever you can get away with is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick really, you know, cared about the product that he was putting out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it, it always it. it's so much more fun to work at a place like that when the mm-hmm. bo- where the for one thing the boss could actually do the work too. Right. And they have an eye and they care about, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the you know, I always t- talk about like uh you know, like every time, uh, you know, me and him was the last one, you know, like a car in the parking lot. Oh, know, right. Like, like a 10 or 11 p.m. Right. But he's not like a, just a boss, like a leave at the, the five o'clock. He, he just spends so much time, yep. you know, every day. And he stayed late and uh, made stuff looks great you yeah know? yeah so yeah, yeah uh, he, that's uh, how a boss should be he was kind of yeah. like how a boss should be putting in yeah you know as much or more work than anyone else mm-hmm yeah yeah he's still doing that you know? I know. yeah have you <laughs> seen his instagram yeah it's amazing yeah i'm so happy for him that he's just yeah. he's able to just play like a kid i mean i'm, je- I'm jealous but oh. i'm happy for him because it's so yeah. it's so fun to, to 
just see he's doing whatever he wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I have a, a, that energy. I know, right? Age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It just shows he's like he's excited, like you know we 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 were when we were kids when we started messing with this stuff. <laughs> it seems like you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you you kind of made you, you're so you 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 sort of dipped your toe in with the the Dick Smith head, which was amazing, and we we got that shown at like some some of the <laughs> Cannibal Flower shows, right, or some. I, I, it, I don't I'll, remember, you know, like a in the, Silver the, Lake. Yeah, like a funny story. Like, a, so this is small gallery uh-huh. and owned by the woman. Uh-huh. And so I went to install uh, Dick Smith's head. And so I look, I walked in a gallery, and uh, there was a like a group of fly flying in the in middle of the gallery. You know, like a circling. <laughs> I don't know what what's going on. Like a circling around. <laughs> and uh, so I ask that woman okay where where should i put this in and uh, oh maybe there and uh, it was like a right by the entrance uh-huh and, you know i but i don't want someone to bump into it or right. something uh, because it it's like i i think i put the price on that time like it was like a i had to put the price on so i said like a seventy thousand dollars mm-hmm. and so Okay, well, how much is a piece? She asked, and I I told her uh, it's a seventy thousand dollars. <laughs> and uh, as she doing something, and she said uh, seventy thousand dollar my ass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she mumbled it. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, when I brought in the head, she was really <laughs> impressed by it. Right. You know? She's like, okay, excited of yeah, seventy thousand. Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, seventy thousand my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but that 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 was a small show. But yeah, I really appreciate that uh, you 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 put you know you put me in that spot. You know, I was trying that, that, to because like I yeah. I knew that that this was like the most amazing thing that's ever been created in the history of art i thought i was like this is we, you <laughs> know it's, and it's like i i only had access to kind of this underground art world that really couldn't mm-hmm. afford that sort of thing but i thought you know if there's any way we could get you to show there it's just like it would mm. be so great for people just to be able to see it you know and so it was <laughs> yeah, funny because you were you know you had this, this incredible seventy thousand dollar uh amazing uh astounding art piece in like some crappy little gallery in, in Silver Lake. It was kind of funny, but I thought it was cool that uh, that you were willing to go with it and just try it out. You know what I mean? Cause well, it's like, I, always, I had to. I, yeah, right. That's, that's the yeah. thing. You know, you do what you got to uh-huh. do when you're kind of working your right. way up. And um, Yeah, because I didn't have any idea. Right. You know? I, I still don't have right. any idea about the fine art, fine art world. You know, like a, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that that was that was. I I I mean, I feel kind of like uh, appreciative that you allowed us to show your stuff, or or some of these <laughs> the underground places to show your stuff, or Copro even. I mean, I think it's really kind of cool that you um, you were. I don't know. You you could easily. I I could have seen you easily be going like you know what. I'm not going to show in galleries where they don't sell stuff under. 
a million dollars a piece. I mean, it's the stuff is that good. Your stuff it really is that good. But you've always kind of been like cool. You're willing to show your stuff alongside, you know, <laughs> you just not not as grandiose kind of things. I thought that's pretty. Cool. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I even I I still really don't know. I don't know what what was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a business part, probably. Right. That, uh, you know, I, I've been selling my piece, but not like many. Right. Uh, at least one of each, but uh, I don't know where it can be. Yeah. But, uh, th- that's why we just have to keep trying, yep. you know, many ways. You know, gradually, probably recognized in the fine art world, mm-hmm. but still not there. You right. Know? And I don't know where it's going and what would happen. So nobody knows. And, and uh, you know, like, uh, because uh, it's a strange world and there's a, you know, like a, a fashion or vogue or whatever that's, uh, they... They have to fit in certain criteria right. to be in the fine art business. And I'm in somewhere, nowhere in a way. <laughs> Not, you know. I know, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, so I just, I, what I think is I just have to keep creating it. And yeah. uh, even like after, you know, we worked for Paul McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And, I thought I would learn a lot from that uh, situation. Of course, I learned a lot, but where he is is just totally out of my place. It's like a oh. it's top up part. Of yeah, that. yeah. What you, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was go. just going to make some smart ass comment. What you what you learn. What you learned from working there is that you need a Russian b- billionaire to to finance you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's what yeah, I it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, I really don't know. And because, you know, there are sometimes that people contact me and, you know, like, and many times when I tell them the price, I don't hear them anymore. <laughs> you know? Right, right. I've been, uh, and, uh, but the uh, good thing is I think I'm starting started to show pieces in the right places mm-hmm. so you know i just i think i have to keep going but, yeah i, th- I uh, think i think even in that kind of in that paul mccarthy realm that your mm-hmm. stuff might people not people might think it's too cheap in that realm you know what i mean because it's like it's all about perceived value and and uh you know a lot of a lot of these people on that level are looking to invest a lot of money you know, for a tax break. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think it's like my, uh, well, it's not my fault, but my piece are too much like a representative art. Right. And they, they want something more like a ambiguous, you know. Uh, yeah, like Paul McCarthy's butthole and <laughs> balls right. hanging down. <laughs> well, you know, like a, Art critics has to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, but instead of an art piece, talks by itself. You I know? I, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I'll never, I'll never forgive you for hiring me on a job that I had to sculpt <laughs> Paul McCarthy's butthole. 
that was actually actually that was actually a great experience. That whole Paul McCarthy. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure how it was for you, but you know, I was working with Mitch, and I met right. all kinds of all <laughs> you know all kinds of really cool people there, and the dogs, and you know, it's it was yeah. actually they were great. What's it? Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, Keep no, going. it was actually just a, a great, a great experience. It was really close to my house too, which was kind of amazing. And it was just, it was interesting to see because you know Paul McCarthy's at the upper blue chip level mm-hmm. of art. You know, the highest you can get, I think, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, and then you look at the mechanics of how the stuff is being made, and it was basically a makeup effect shop. Right. You know, and, yeah. it, and it just goes to it, it. I kind of it made me think about things a lot differently about how um, I don't know. So much of that fu- that level of the fine art world is really at the very top. It's this kind of game and kind of like a, a perception, mm-hmm. a perception of perceived value. But mm-hmm. but all the stuff, you know, b- beneath the, the veneer, it's like it's a makeup effect shop. It's exactly what we were doing, <laughs> you know, right. working on well, movies. Yeah, true. But I still cannot comprehend that how he managed to keep doing the operation. I know, I know. Yeah, it's just amazing. And of course, he's so powerful and I respect him a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a people under him everybody's so sweet right you know, it was a great group of people mm-hmm. i enjoyed walking but uh at the end it was just uh it became more than i can handle right uh, walk wise so he was good um, to his crew too right yeah i mean of he course. was yeah he was he seemed like you know he seemed like a decent guy i mean i didn't really have a lot of interaction with him he's amazing it's like a uh, you know, so real, like a really like a human being, right? You know, uh, no pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, it was really fun and great learning. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I I love Rob Lan. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate him really <laughs> when he was at the Ricks because it's a he had that weird sarcastic jokes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I'm Japanese, you know, like I tend to be serious, and uh, I couldn't get him. <laughs> Even like I couldn't get Mitch, you know, at right. the beginning, I couldn't understand what he's up to. Right. You know? <laughs> so I was, uh, what's going on with him? You know, <laughs> I was thinking of. Until I started to know who he is, you know, like, right. or, or what's uh, usually, what American usually, you know, <laughs> what the American act or uh, Amer- how the Americans are. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's a culture but, shock. But, uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it was great, great experience. And, uh, you know, I, I could really be there, but I thought I shouldn't be. Right. You know, because it's too comfortable, right? And uh, it's too good to me. Like a, almost like a, almost like a. In a way, it's go, going back to film film industry. Mm-hmm. You know, like a kind of lukewarm uh, environment. Right. So I thought, okay, well, this is not good. I had to go. You know. Yeah, you know? and it was kind of perfect for for the thing that you do, which was creating this ultra realistic human mm-hmm. human bodies silicone human bodies that just look absolutely 100% real standing right next to them it was really like 
kind of perfect for you if you were willing to go down that road and sort of put your own um, uh, dreams aside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did I show you that pooping device? The what? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I didn't. <laughs> Did you say pooping device? Yeah, pooping devices. Uh, well, I, maybe I cannot talk about it. But, but uh, uh, because uh, Paul wanted me to make uh, actual, actual, like asshole, fake asshole actually can poop. <laughs> and then so I came up with a whole mechanism and, uh, you know, like a, how to make a fake shit. <laughs> That was disgusting. Oh my looking. god! But it really was like a, I made a sphincter, you know, move. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I have to see this. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, I felt like a prostitute in a way, like like. <laughs> yeah, working for some like prostitute, working for some like pervert or something. Like, yeah, you get paid, you know, and something. You know, hey, you're getting gross. Paid, you're getting paid well. You shouldn't mind if I t- want to shit on you. That was. I mean, yeah. that that's. Uh, I you know I I couldn't help but think um, mm-hmm. as as working there that. Ah, oh, if I had a shop like this and all this money, ah, mm-hmm. oh, the cool stuff <laughs> I would make. It would just be so amazing. And, yeah. and you know, and it's and it, it was weird. It's weird to me um, to see like, okay, he's got all this money. He can do whatever he wants, and he's doing stuff like you know, a a, a dummy of him mm-hmm. bent over naked i mean it's like on one on one hand it's like damn i this dude has got major balls to to be able to do do that mm-hmm. and expose himself i would never mm-hmm. let anyone take a nude cast of me bending over i mean right. it's kind of amazing that he's willing to do that yeah. um for his artwork but it's at the same time it's like uh it's just it trips me out that he would he would those were the those are the kinds of things he would make with with all those resources. And then I was asked I was talking to you about it because I was kind of puzzled. Like, why would you do that when you could do this? You mm-hmm. know, like what I'm thinking, a bunch of demons or monsters or whatever. You know, and uh, and you were saying he just he's doing exactly what he wants, and it's like mm-hmm. that's what he wants to do as an artist. And and I was like, you know what? You're right. That's kind of cool that he you know that makes it that makes it more important because you know he's not he's definitely not doing it for popularity or or to fit in anywhere (laughs) yeah yeah you know Uh, you know like uh whatever the subject is it has an authenticity Mm -hmm. you know really came out from him so right yeah yeah that's i think that's the power of his work right yeah 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 uh, you know like uh, we had that you know we we need to know that why we are doing it you know right so and uh, he's a uh, one he really knows what he's doing right you know so that's that's why he got there i think yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. fun it's funny too because when i was i remember in probably i don't know 15 years old i was starting to get exposed to things like david lynch um mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Peter Witkin. I don't know if you know his stuff, the photographer, or he mm. uh, really amazing photographer. But he would take real corpses, mm, yeah, keep, yeah, 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 and pose them. Mm-hmm. They're just beautiful, but really disturbing. So I was like, I was going through this, uh, you know, get, getting into really kind of transgressive, disturb, disturbing artwork. And Paul McCarthy was one of those people. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Way back then, I, I bought this book for a friend of mine one of his, that had like stills from all of his fo- uh, movies, his weird art movies, where it was like mm. Pinocchio, someone dressed up as Pinocchio, just like throwing a bunch of mayonnaise and mustard at somebody and just f- filth has covered everything. And it was like, I, I was, I, I was, I just felt like this is so disturbing to me for some reason <laughs> that I was kind of like drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And his stuff really, his stuff is actually very dark. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I had a great time. I, I was so appreciative of that job. I totally am joking about the butthole thing. It was just like the fu- <laughs> funny. It's such a funny thing to be able to say to somebody. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was, and, uh, you know, you, you won't have that experience or opportunity to push yourself that far. Right. You know? It's a, it's really hard because even like a film industry is so many compromising. Mm-hmm. And at his place, it uh, uh, there, there's no words of uh, compromising. Right. Know, we really have to keep pushing and keep, keep going. Right. Uh, until, you know, literally like uh, exhaust. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the one thing, tough thing was it was just keep going you know? right it never ended it seems like yeah <laughs> yeah uh you know i like to kind of finish something mm-hmm. <laughs> at that place it was keep going and going <laughs> you know different version of one thing right and never ended and just uh, uh that, that was tough right me. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i um, what one of the um biggest things i got out of it was learning how you, you taught me how you uh, paint s- silicone skin, like realistic skin. And, yeah. and I was, yeah, I thought that was so cool because uh, I was helping you paint some of those mm, Paul's right. body and arms and legs. And and uh, I would have never thought something like that would have worked until you showed me. And you were doing these, the pa- your paints were thinned down so thin mm-hmm. and you were doing the spatter with this uh, silicone paint and it that yeah. was so thinned out. I would never have thought it would work, but it works so well. It looks so natural. It kind of like little droplets would mm-hmm. go on the, on the flesh and then just kind of bleed out slightly. And it looks so mm-hmm. good. It was amazing. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know. It was cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I still don't, don't know how to paint the skin. It's like, it's, it's skin is so tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a, it's impossible. We, you know, what, whatever we do, we try to mimic the nature, and right. the nature is the best, you know, like a creation by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are just simply human. Try to come up with way to, you know, praise nature. So right. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 And there's a no matter what, how good you do it, there's always going to be a point if you look close enough. Mm-hmm. It's not going to match anymore. You know what I right. mean? Once you start, right. once you start bringing in the microscope, or yeah, the, uh, it's like you're going to see that it's paint and it's not blood vessels. You know, it's like yeah, it's 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 always going to be just not quite as as good as nature. But mm-hmm. um, okay, let's. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, leave out so much of your fine art career okay. now. So <clears throat> you kind of came out with the with the Lincoln that made a bit of a splash. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an amazing piece. Um, I, 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 I've said, I said it when I was interviewed for your documentary, when I saw mm-hmm. that thing for the first time, I felt like, uh, I was tripping on something. It was so weird to see <laughs> something so realistic right in front of you giant. 
I'd never seen anything like that other than the Dick Smith head. It was like they 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 it was weird because it made you it almost was like uh it gives you a sense of uh, uh like an altered state of consciousness in a way. Mm. And I, and that was like that's really kind of magical. Well, the kind of the ultimate thing that you can get from artwork is it sort of makes you feel like you're you're tripping or you're in an altered state. Mm. So that was a uh, that was just so impressive and and you're oh, all of your you. stuff yeah all of your stuff is like that and and you've basically been kind of focusing on i don't know what uh, it's not it's like you you've done famous artists after lincoln you started kind of focusing on famous artists correct yeah that's correct yes uh but uh, you know whoever inspired me oh yeah you did the uh audrey Hep or audrey uh, uh who is it yeah Order Hepburn. Andrew Hepburn. Yeah. Th that was kind of a commission. Right. I, we can talk about talk about it, but you know, every time I show a piece, people ask me how I pick the uh, subject, mm -hmm. and and basically, you know, it's a timing and someone I respect and inspired me. Mm -hmm. And, and has uh, a cool looking face, right? Something interesting that you're. Yeah, of course, of course, and uh, I believe. You know, um, I think I'm so obsessed about the face or people or because of a fear uh, yeah. I developed when I was a kid. And <laughs> it's almost like a, your monster is m my human. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, just a, like a coping mechanism in a way, mm -hmm. you know, and to try to understand. And I'm also fascinated by the how the soul and inside reflect to the outside right and how they develop develop what they look like i i think it's like a because it's like every day we live and we our thought and how how we live really you know like a build up on our face you know or right. body shape and everything and that's uh and when i was a kid i was so afraid of people and i tried to understand what's going on in the inside of them without talking to them because mm. I was such an introvert. I couldn't right. talk to people. Uh, so th that's, that's a fascination, I, I, you know, like an interest I built up and, uh, and that's, that's why I, I'm into the portraits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, like, for example, like when I was doing a Dali. <clears throat> yeah. Dali's amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. You. Yeah, like uh, so that was a, th a time uh, like when Dick Smith was passing away, mm. and uh, uh, the well, actually, he passed away, and I decided to create Dali, and because um, you know, like it, it's a it was a good moment to realize so many things because he's such a you know so famous and the greatest makeup artist, and he had a great life mm -hmm. that actually when we were talking about he he had a lot of regrets in his life oh did he yeah and i i try to understand okay what's going on here and uh, why what he should be so happy you know and 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 i try to understand and also after having a conversation and uh, you know i i saw him a day before he he was passing mm. It was already almost like a body laying on a bed, you know, like a, almost like a lady to be a empty shell. Right. You know, 
and I was looking at him and, and okay, you know, like, what is this about? You know, <laughs> because, right. because, yeah, it's like, a, okay, we live this amount of time and we don't know what's going to happen and we try our best right. or there could be a lot of compromising and he has some regrets. Even he had so many great things in his life. And, and the next day he's gone. Right. Okay. So, uh, and, uh, that, that's the time I was reading about the Dali and, and, uh, I was reading about his life. And so I decided to create that portrait, but, um, that really helped me to push more and, uh, you know, he, he taught me a lot. He's a, he, I had a great teacher in my life. It's like he, without him, I couldn't be here, you know? Right. Really. Yeah. Um, so, that, so uh, you know, that, so that's how I pick people. It's a, just a timing and what I'm thinking in my head. Right. And, uh, you know, like, a, you, you know, like a sign. Right, about, right. When, yeah, yeah, when you are on a, a path, everything come together right and and it, you you have answer okay what what you should be doing now you know mm. so yeah that's how uh i think i decide it's kind of, it's kind of uh that's i don't i uh that's where the magic that's kind of the magic part of art there's like mm. there's definitely you know regardless of what your belief systems are there's like this weird unexplained element to art, mm -hmm. art making where where an idea will just come to you because of your circumstances or because of what you're thinking about or what you're into and it just kind of grabs you and it and you become obsessed to manifest this thing mm -hmm. and and I and I and you know and I think if you're doing it right you're also learning about how you relate to people in the world also you know what I mean? That's, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're, you're trying, it seems to me like you're trying to, like you're really fascinated with people and their, and their faces. And it's like, you're trying to put, to me, it seems like, I mean, I'm just giving my interpretation of your work. It's mm -hmm. like, you're trying to put life into these things. You're trying to make them look like, uh, there's a soul in there. Mm -hmm. And, and I think by doing that, you're kind of like, uh, engaging in a part of yourself, like you're connecting with the, the thing that makes you alive inside of yourself. So it's like, you're kind of having yeah. this conversation with your soul in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's, that's a, that's a great, um, yeah. Wait to say that. Yeah. It's so it's like, it's, it's, you know, when, you, when art's done right, it's like a spiritual, um, discipline or something, you know, mm -hmm. I, I really think yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. This yeah. is, I mean, this is what Alex Gray, you know, Alex Gray, mm -hmm. it's like he's building a church, an art church, basically. Right. And it's all, yeah. you know, it's like the art religion, <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. totally, he totally kind of gets that. And I think that, that, um, I think every artist who's really doing it kind of for the right reasons and really digging deep is, is doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the more of these. 
it's almost like the more portraits you do, the more you're going to learn about yourself, maybe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, uh, it's, a uh, and also, I don't know, it's, uh, to me, those each pieces I consider as my a gravestone. Mm. And I don't want to have a grave myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even don't don't want to have a funeral. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's and, how my uh, parents were. They both of them. Didn't oh, yeah. Want, yeah. They were like, they didn't want funerals. Yeah, I, 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 that doesn't make sense to me. Right. It's a, to me, it's a selfish mm-hmm. to ask, you know, <laughs> once you live and people come to, you know. That's how my mom was. My mom was felt the same yeah. way. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's really, uh, I, I, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, before life or after life. Uh, it, to, to me, it's okay. It's it, it, that I don't, I don't think about it. I, it doesn't make sense or maybe there is, but I don't know. Right. But, uh, what, you know, while we are existing here now, that's a time that the reason we are here, you know, right. like, so yeah, it, it, there's no point of leaving, uh, something behind as a statement, uh, other than what actually you walked on. Right. You know, it, it, I, I don't see the, any point of taking up a space <laughs> to, you know, tell people or ask someone, okay, put him here right. you know, so people can visit, <laughs> you know, who cares? <laughs> but but I, I, you know what, I, th- I think it's, it's for, I've thought about this a lot because I've been through now mm-hmm. uh, th- four deaths of people, you know, uh, mm. of people I am close with and, yeah. um, uh, I think it's for the people that are alive more than mm-hmm. any. I think it's for the people that care about that person so they can have some something to hold on to, a piece of yeah. them to hold on to or a way to grieve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I think funerals are about more than more than anything. Yeah, it, it, that's true. But uh, at the same time, um, uh, it's like I don't... You Give know, a I shit. My, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I myself, I don't want to go to funeral. Right. I know. Same here. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to make people feel obligated to go to your funeral. Right. Yeah. And and uh, it's uh, it's my responsibility to be with that person. Right. Why I live. Right. Right. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And, um, and I want to live cleanly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> without so much of a sadness. Right. And, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, because, you know, like if we think about, there's a lots of things we think it's a common sense, but the most of the common sense is based on what we taught. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, uh, the, 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 that was the issue, uh, you know, um, about my life, like a struggling, if I'm doing the right thing or not, mm-hmm. and always think about is this right or not? It really doesn't matter because we really have to know what is right and what is wrong based on who you are mm-hmm. than other people's ideas. So, um, and, 
you know, like uh, you, you, we were talking about going from from film film industry to the uh, fine art, but right now I kind of doing both in a way. Mm-hmm. And and uh, at the beginning, you know, like when I got the darkest hour, I felt like I maybe if I take this job, I'm de- betraying my life decision mm-hmm. as a becoming a fine art artist, and so, but. Reality is there's no one answer, right? There's no one way to do something mm-hmm. and, and there's no one way to live, right? So I was kind of really like a contemplating like, a, okay, where, where am I going? What should I do? Uh, but the thing is, of, of course, I still have a passion as a design the makeup, which is basically the same thing I do as a portrait. Mm-hmm. You know, creating a new person uh, or create a portrait portraiture of someone on someone else. And so that um, you know, like a, the conclusion right now is i I stopped caring so much about what I should be doing, what the right thing is. Yeah, what the right thing is. It's because it's you know, we would die soon. Right. <laughs> we, we, we only have so much time left and, uh, and, uh, we have to find a way to show who we are, you know? Right. So that's, that's, so what, whatever we touch, it will be our art piece. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing it's like, because it's, it's, it's funny because it's a totally opposite because fine art, it's a solitude work, but be myself and create pieces and the film job is a, a lots of part is a con, uh, collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, involves so many people or collaborating with actor, you know, and becoming a one piece right. of art. And so I, I enjoy both. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so and the, uh, the important thing is I, I, I have to do and I want to do something that only I can do. Right. Or uh, there's no point of doing it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I think it's great. I do think it's great that you're still doing some film stuff because, you know, for me, getting out of the film business, I it's like, you know, I was working with Mitch for five years <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and it was just constant shit talking about the industry and it really kind of was like it was what I needed though to kind of push me out on my own right yeah. and so once I got out it was it's really was kind of dumb the way I did it I was like I'm going to be a fine artist I'm not going to even talk about my film work whatsoever because I mm-hmm. want my art to stand on its own and so I kind of like I didn't talk about it in interviews or anything and then when I did get interviewed I just would constantly talk shit about how bad the film industry is. <laughs> yeah. And then after like a year of it, I think it was about a year, I started looking back and going, you know, it really wasn't that bad. It was actually kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I really I needed to uh I needed to get out of it. It was like I, my time there was done and my anger was really, you know, probably at myself for not leaving. Um mm-hmm. and 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 instead of the business, you can always leave if you don't like it, you know. Um, so, so it was like, I needed that distance in order to get a proper perspective of it. And now I, I, you know, I've done a couple film, you know, design work and stuff. And, um, 
or whatever. I did a painting for a movie that came out recently and it was like, it's cool. You know, it's like cool to do whatever comes up. That's fun that you're interested in. And, and, and I think, you know, for you, you, it's so amazing to me when I heard that, um, uh, uh, for the, the darkest hour, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Gary Oldman said he wouldn't do it unless you did the makeup. Yeah. That was like, that's better than leaving the industry. You know, <laughs> right. that's better than being like, yeah. fuck the industry. I'm out. That's like, oh. okay, now the industry's begging you <laughs> to come back <laughs> in because this one mm-hmm. actor, that is like the ultimate thing you could possibly do. Yeah. And it was like the most impressive. It was more impressive to me than you winning the Oscar or anything. Oh. It was like, that is truly a badass to where you're like, they're begging you to come back. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit yeah. that that must've been kind of satisfying a little bit. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> I, I really appreciated that opportunity uh, and how he thought about me. Yeah. And, um, especially someone who's like a great, a real artist yeah, himself, a yeah. great actor. Who's not yeah, just he, like some he's hat, amazing, you know? Yeah. And amazing actor. I respect him a lot. And, uh, I, you know, I was thinking like uh, someday I wanted to work with him, and mm. he was say, thinking the same thing. How cool is that? That's amazing, yeah. man. So, uh, but uh, you know, like whenever something right happened in life, it it takes, you know, takes you to the way you should be. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, uh, it's not just about the Oscar, but you know, by getting the it's really helped me to, you know, I, I really glad that I left once right. in the film industry and uh, almost re, re figured out, re, reconstructed my whole career or image because before that, I was Rick's guy. Right. You know, and once I left and, and came back and become me. Right. You you're your own person. Yeah, and uh, and now people want me to do something, you know. So that's at the, at the so like a uh, first time Oscar was great, and the second time it became more more like a kind of I felt like a responsibility, you know. Uh-huh. Okay, what can I do next? Right. You know, and the excitement and also responsibility and and. Uh, it helped me to put in a good position too. Like, uh, right. because, you know, I, I love doing it and I take responsibility, but I can tell like a studio, okay, this much money and time I need, uh, you know, take or leave it. Right. You know, I can <laughs> I know. say that. It's the best. Yeah. It's the yeah. best. It's the way it should be uh-huh. for someone like you, I think. Yeah, so that, that that's a great thing, and um, you know, I I really, it's, I think it's it's more than I could ask for. You right, know? It's, it's a great great thing. So it's perfect. Um, yeah, it's a you know, I be because it's totally different. You know, right? It's yeah, um, and that oh, that helped me to even like improve myself even more. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so give me more drive to improve myself and doing a better job. Uh, so yeah, I I enjoy this you know situation 
even <laughs> you know like a, this horrible situation happening right now but uh, right. we never know what's going to happen you know yeah even like a film industry or fine art mm -hmm. we don't know <laughs> yeah but but uh i think it's a we are in a good good position and a good timing and a good opportunity to figure out what's what's really important in you know in our life you know how to live and what, what to figure out Right. what to think every day yeah 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 mm -hmm. i agree i mean i i i'm i've always been kind of an optimist but um so maybe it's just that i'm overly optimistic but i still feel like this whole virus situation as much as it's terrible and people are dying and scared it there's something there's it's an opportunity there's some yeah. kind of big opportunity like every person everybody in the world basically has been given a certain opportunity from this. And I think it's sort of what everybody decides to do for themselves with this situation. Um, you know, it's kind of an opportunity to change if you want it, mm -hmm. if you want to like really change your life. It's like, it's, there's never been a better time to do it because everything's basically just so completely fucked up right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, like a reset everything, you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah. So it's maybe kind of like, uh, a, a, it's an opportunity to, to create a new way of being for yourself and a new way mm -hmm. of relating to everything right. because you know how the old way is. It's like people walk around like zombies and don't mm -hmm. think much about things and they're scared of a lot of things and they just kind of are reacting all the time. Because yeah. we get in these routines and we're just reacting, reacting. And it's like, you know, everything is I, I, the whole the rug's been pulled out from everybody. So it's like it's it's a perfect time to sort of reevaluate and maybe think about, I don't know, finding new ways to be in the world, I think. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of decision and intelligence to, you know, really figure out every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's almost like a test, you know, like how we live mm -hmm. and uh, you know what to do. Like, uh, if 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 I'm stupid, I I get I will die. Right. <laughs> Literally, really, like uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. We have to be careful. Yeah, you know? right. You know? Right. So yeah, uh, it's it's just really strange, though. I I feel like still feel like almost like a in a dream in a way right it is yeah. it is very weird yeah um you know like we were saying before though we're both more, maybe more suited than most i think artists in general that work alone um, mm -hmm. are more are, are more easily adapt uh, adaptive to this situation mm -hmm. um, true I, I i mean we're going this is coming up on two hours right now but i i i i, mm -hmm. I, I want to um just touch on some technical stuff because we love to talk oh, yeah. technical okay. technical uh, technique on here because I love yeah. I love um, <clears throat> process and I'm a, I'm a process freak I love to see how things are made um, your your technique for doing these heads has changed quite a bit since you started right since mm. your Dick Smith one it's like you right. and the stuff you're doing now is just like completely i can't even believe it when i found out you bought 3d printers and you're printing your cores and it's unbelievable it's like mm -hmm. you, you're again you've innovated this thing that didn't even need innovating because nobody was doing it 
really. I mean, mm. with these big heads you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your your processes. Do you, do you share that or do you keep that secret? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Because I know before with the Dick Smith head, you sculpted it small, like life size, right? First, right. Yeah, it's still so. And uh, when I was doing a Dick Smith, uh, I was enlarging using a caliper. Yeah, so you were like hand. measuring and doing it all by hand, which is totally amazing. Yeah, and uh, I I really got sick of it because, <laughs> you know, you once... proved you proved you can do it. You don't need to keep doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, if if one spot is off, I have to change everything. Right. And it took so long, and I wanted to make it as accurate as possible. Right. You know, and uh, not like a not like just a vague. Uh, uh, how, how you call it? Like a um, big representation of Dick Smith. Right. I wanted to make it accurate. Right. So I spent so much time to make it accurate, and uh, you know, I made it. And uh, and the second piece, you know, it took a long time after that, but to start uh, Lincoln make uh, portrait. Mm-hmm. And at that time, okay. You know, like a 3D scan became more common thing, and and I, uh, you know, we were working on uh, Mighty Joe Young before that. Mm-hmm. Well, long long before that, but uh, you know, like so, the price became became more like affordable, but still it was expensive. Like a scanning cost me like a two thousand dollars, and oh. uh, like a C- CNC milling cost me like a three thousand dollars. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah, my piece costs so much right, to make right. it. Uh, so, but considering the time I spent, maybe it makes sense to spend that much money. So I took that way, and I was I, I was keep doing that for a while, and I also hated uh, uh, fiberglass. Right. I hate fiberglass it's like the worst. Yes, yeah, stinky and itchy. Terrible. You know, un- unhealthy. And environmentally bad. And yeah. I was looking at, you know, every project I do, I came up with like a seven or eight huge bag of a trash. Right. You know? And what, what, that's, that doesn't make sense. And so I got the scanner and the 3D printer, and I decided to print out the jacket. And, uh, you know, like a, uh, I have a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Jason Moroney. He works for Jose Fernandez. Mm. He's a, like a uh, uh, Jason's a, like a digital genius, and so I help. Uh, he helped me to learn how to scan. Wow! And uh, he helped me to create a jacket. Okay, and, so just for people who don't know about the jacket yeah. and stuff, so just you're scan. You're you're doing a life size sculpture first, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're scanning it, and then you're having it blown up and and milled out right in right. in in what in foam in hard foam yeah, or foam. something so it was a foam and then now what i'm doing is since i have a 3d printer uh i scan myself and enlarge in a computer and i print out uh two times bigger bigger than life size and put together and uh, also from scan data of the original sculpture uh so i can make a jacket out in a computer Right and print out and so traditional way is once you have a sculpture, 
lay a, a water clay on the surface, usually around a half inch, and then put the fiberglass shell or make a fiberglass shape on top of the water clay. So there will be a shell uh, over the sculpture and we take a water clay out. So that will create a space, like a half inch space around the sculpture and between the jacket. And we pour silicone in between the sculpture and jacket and that's how we make a negative mode of the sculpture Right. and cast uh, silicone inside. And when we create a core, uh, in that negative mode, we lay another water clay inside and half inch and lay a fiberglass inside. And so we can create like a smaller version of the sculpture, half inch all the way around. And uh, so we can cast a skin, silicone skin on top of the core. So the because core is it, like a skull to, yeah, to skull. keep the keep the form the 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 form of the uh, the silicone. Right, right. Uh, the, so I started to print the core out of a three D printer too, because the great thing about that is we don't have to waste the material like right. water clay and the fiberglass, and the print out usually much lighter than the fiberglass. Oh, yeah, amazing. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I I don't have uh, that ma- that amount of a muscle like a rope freighters. Right. <laughs> you know, I cannot carry the heavy uh, mold. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I don't want to break my back. So um, uh, print print out jacket is uh, it's almost like a make the weight of the mold, the jacket itself like a make half half the weight of the fabric. Wow! Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's very easy to work with and and save time and money and uh, I don't have yeah and I don't have to waste so much material mm-hmm. and create them so much trash right yeah and and uh, don't need to smell that chemical <laughs> yeah so that yeah that's that just is amazing um so when when you when you print out the head the large head mm-hmm. is that is that like does it look like the finished piece or do you have to go back and lay clay over it and sculpt in your oh, yeah. detail? Or do you do a mold of that and then do a clay cat, a clay pour or something? Yeah. Uh, so what will happen is, so after I sculpt life size, I scan it and the print came out, uh, like it has a line on it because it's a big size and I can print really fine detail, but still not good enough. Really? Not compared to the, uh, final sculpture right so what i do is after i print out a bigger head i make a jacket and uh, make a mold of that printout and and uh, we do we call it like a clay press out we we heat up the uh oh, clay, clay press the right. oven yeah are you uh, doing that by hand like the old way we used to do it's innovation where you heat the clay up and like smear it in over, yeah overlapping okay uh-huh. Yeah, I still hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hurt your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, but uh, so I will lay clay like maybe three quarter inch in the mold mm-hmm. and back up with a uh, plaster bandage and remove the mold, uh, negative mold mm. from surface. And uh, I finalize the detail and maybe, maybe sometimes I change the shape and the form. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
and put back the original jacket on the final sculpture and pour another silicone on top of the sculpture. For your final mold. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it's such a great, uh, it's such a great workflow. It seems like it'd be just, it's so efficient. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite part of the process? Do you think, <laughs> is it finishing or is it like, cause I, you know, you, I'm like, I know you don't like, I think, was it you that didn't like to sculpt detail or is that, I know Mitch hated sculpting detail. I love sculpting detail personally. <laughs> well, um, well, <laughs> it's uh, the, you know sculpting the I don't hate it but uh, it's a process yeah and uh, you know sometimes I I feel like I wish it was a smaller <laughs> so, because there's so much area to cover yeah compared to the life size but uh, I I think the, the the time I enjoy is uh, when I put the eyeballs in oh okay yeah uh, the big, because w that's the the time the life comes into the sculpture and they finalize because before that it's just a hollow uh silicone skin with a core inside right. it's just an object and so as soon as i put the eyeballs in and uh, if the eye line and uh uh it start to have a soul you know right. like a if the eye line is right and the position is right, it becomes the whole thing, right. you know, like living thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a moment uh, I felt like, oh, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a time. Like, a, well, you know, like it's the same thing, like uh, uh, makeup too, but the finery uh, all come together as a one piece and yeah. they start to have a life. That's yeah. a moment I, I enjoy, yeah. How, how, uh, how do you get the, eye do you have a technique for getting the eyes right? Cause that's like probably the hardest part of mm -hmm. make, making a fake head is dealing with the eyes and getting the positions right and making sure they're not sticking out too far or not too far in or, I yeah. mean, that's kind of where it all can really go wrong is the eyes. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much information mm -hmm. or understanding how to go in right? because, uh, because many people, uh, they have their own theory how how big his eyeballs are right you know and it's eyeballs is not the perfect sphere right it has a lots of different curvature to it and so it's not just a simply just a ball right you know like a, so that is one important thing and also diameter of uh, eyelids mm-hmm and the people ignore about that, but that's really important. It has, it sh should be the right size. Right. It shouldn't be too big or too small. And, uh, just to suddenly become a, like a fake doll mm -hmm. and, and the position and everything like, uh, just everything has to be light to finalize it. And of course I make a lots of mistake every time I make something. Uh, but, uh, I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I do that. And, uh, uh, but um, that's that. I would just put my excuse. Okay, this is my work, my my translation of this. You know, my <laughs> right. I you know, like oh, this person. But um, so it's uh, there's so many. Th it's a you know it's a really like it it really matters of uh, size and the position and the direction of the eye 
right. uh, to give a life to the final sculpture. It's uh, I can uh, just point out one thing, and there's so many things I still have to actually do that, do do it on my eyeball. I could perfect it more, <laughs> you know? but well, that's, uh, why, but, uh, that's why you you're know, Kazu. That's why you're the uh, amazing Kazu. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's it because it's like a you know like a stupid thing is uh, I I I have to how you call it like a, you know like a spend time more thinking rather than doing right you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> how how you call it like a uh, um, what was the net word um, I don't know I can't think of the word um, In- intuitive intuition. no. No, thinking rather than doing. Yeah, uh, uh, or, yeah. or wasting time, you know. <laughs> 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 but uh, uh, I always uh, tend to run out time to finish it because I have a certain goal. You mm. know, we have to put in an art show, right. and I have to finish it in a certain time. And there's uh, always something, oh, I have to do this next time. Right. But, uh, oh, oh, I, oh my, I couldn't do it. And so... I really have to have one piece that I spend enough time, you know, until I really happy about it. Right. You know? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to say is you should have like one thing you're really excited about that is kind of like ongoing and it's just going to take as long as it takes, but it's not for yeah. a show, you know? Yeah. 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 Someday I got someday, someday my dream is to work with, collaborate with you on a piece and do a monster, a horrible, crazy creepy freaky looking monster head yeah i think that would be so much fun <laughs> <laughs> well we, we have to make it happen yeah <laughs> well, well i have this question what, what was the painting you did for the film did it come out already oh or? yeah it's a movie called bliss it's bliss? yeah it's like a low budget um okay. independent horror film and it's about this artist girl who Ah, you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She, like, gets, she starts taking this drug and, and getting addicted to this crazy, it's like a psychedelic crazy drug, and, it turns, <laughs> and and then she turns into like a vampire lady. It's really weird. It's like kind of like a mix between an art film and a, like a an exploitation trashy kind of movie. So it's like this weird arty okay. trash movie. It's kind of cool. And um, yeah, and so her, the painting she's making throughout the film, I painted it. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, yeah, I got my first. I got my very first upfront credit on a movie on that movie. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah which that's... is pretty cool. Is it out already? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it just came out. Uh, you know, not long ago. It's on Blu-ray and on streaming and stuff now. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where, where can I watch that? Mm, I think it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. I think right. it's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. I know it's on that Shutter, that horror streaming service. But yeah, it's it's out there for streaming or for rent. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's That's pretty cool. cool they they used a bunch of my artwork in her studio like it's her paintings up a bunch of my canvas she clay so that was pretty cool it was like <laughs> it's it's it was cool to you know um to come back and work in the film industry as myself mm-hmm. just kind of like what you were saying in a way you know it's yeah like yeah I'm, I'm offering what i'm doing my That's own cool. thing and and yeah and and yeah it was a great experience really great people yeah. um the director is awesome producers awesome so yeah it's, i've made peace with my film industry time and now i 
I will definitely work on film projects if they come up, if I think they're going to be cool and I have time to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Like, uh, um, once, you know, we secure the position, you know, it's a, it's a totally different and it's a great experience actually. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice actually. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know when you're working on a film or for me, it was kind of like, I always felt like I wanted them more than they wanted me when I was in the business, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, at this point, they'll come to you and and you feel like you're wanted. So you're cool. It's different. It's a different feeling. It's a good, satisfying kind of feeling. Yeah. It's it's a great thing because once you in a position and people respect you and right. And, uh, or more like, a you have a reason to be there, you know, right. <laughs> Rather than, uh, just a part of the crew, you know, um, right. Someone yeah. that could be replaced in a second if, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had, uh, like a, like a bombshell. Uh, I worked with Sherry's Theron. Yeah. And, that was amazing. You know, that was amazing. She, she, uh, it was really great experience. Like working with her. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing person. Really? And, she seems yeah, really cool. Yeah, like a sweetest real human being. It's like, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was just impressed about it because she could be, you know, kind of mean bad person. You know, <laughs> she could pull a Jim Carrey on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was just such a sweet sweetheart. It's right. like I was just uh, I was just amazed and impressed about her. It's like, um, it's, <laughs> I so still, cool. you know, yeah, it's uh, kind of almost like a change my thought about, uh, you know, human, right. Human being, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Such an impressive person. Right. But, yeah. 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 Well, we are talking about technical stuff. Are you are you done with the technical? Oh no no yeah go go on go on. <laughs> well, what what do you want to know then? No, that was kind of. I just wanted to talk about your pro. You know, oh, okay, basically okay. your your overall process, which is what yeah. you, you talked. Yeah, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, and also I started to print out the base too. Oh so, yeah yeah yeah. Um, just a you know like a trying because I I don't like I I I'm really easily bored. So uh, I had to try out something new every time, and uh, that's how you know entertain myself. Right. But uh, yeah, your bases are amazing. I mean, they're as amazing as, or almost as amazing as the sculptures themselves. They're really oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what 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 will be next. But um, they're the one thing I'm, I I've been thinking doing it, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you talk about the piece that you are planning to do or you try to hide it? You know, I, I'm all, there's that two schools of thought, you know, there's uh-huh. some people that think it should be secret and revealed all at once for the maximum impact. But yeah, I'm, i I'm more of the other side. Like I, uh-huh. I just because personally, I love to see how things are made. Uh-huh. Like that's what, and I, and it seems like, uh, that's, kind of the way things are now anyway like everybody likes to know how things are made so right. so i'm more about showing the whole process like that's what i do on my patreon it's all about mm-hmm. showing all the steps yeah and um 
you know, you, you, you miss out on the big reveal. So uh-huh. you, you give that up in exchange for um, engaging people while you're right. making it. So it's like a, it's like a trade-off. And mm-hmm. I think, I think it's worth the trade-off because aside from just a smart business point of view when people see mm-hmm. something created they 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 might be more likely to buy it because they they were there and they're kind of personally invested mm-hmm. in it but mm-hmm. it's but it's also i just think it's like a generous thing to do to share your process for people that are interested right and, you know and i like to share i just it's fun to share stuff that you think is cool that you're working on so so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more like that and and it's cool. like but i get both sides of it you know it's it's uh-huh. fair i understand <laughs> Oh uh-huh. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because there's a one project I kind of uh, meant to do and kind of pushing for a long time uh, is uh, you know like because everybody asks like a self portrait, mm-hmm. and I have no interest of creating my self portrait. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, I don't want to see myself in that. that yeah, giant. And, yeah. It's like. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I you know, ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, I talked to the doctor uh, one time, and I, I asked, you know, I want to get the CT scan data of my skeleton. Oh right, yes. Yeah, and um, and so I was looking for a right doctor who can, because usually they don't, they refuse to do it. Right. And so there I found one and I did a CD scan. You know, I'm sure it will shorten my life for a few years because of exposure <laughs> to the, you know, x-ray. Right. Yeah, but... Uh, you're healthy, just, you're just, a healthy guy, though. <laughs> you can yeah. take a little abuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so I got the scan. Uh, it just uh, looked amazing, you know, like... Uh, and especially looking inside of yourself. Right. Yeah, at, uh, at, so based on that, I want to create something, you know, piece based, with that. Based on your skull data, that would be so yeah. amazing. You know that yeah. that could, I could see that as launching you into that blue chip world because that's like because <laughs> that's like yeah. high concept <laughs> enough mm-hmm. for regular uh, blue chip art snobs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 got like. <laughs> It's, you know, it's representational, which represents, you know, what you're into, but, right. but it really is like uh, a look inside of, I mean, that's amazing. Conceptually, it's kind of brilliant. Mm. So I think you should do it. And, and it's a skull. Yeah. The skulls are just amazing. Even from right. like a regular, for a regular, everybody could enjoy a skull. They're amazing. Yeah. Such a beautiful thing. Totally. It's, it's like, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so complex and every part has a reason to it, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing wasted, you know, yeah. like, uh, just a perfect design. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've, I want to, I just want to sculpt a skull so badly <laughs> just for fun, just a life-size uh-huh. skull because they're so cool. I just, the texture and the, yeah. f- the forms on them are just like, ugh. it's it's like I've kind of been not doing it though. Aside from mm-hmm. I don't have time, but it's but it's also like they already kind of exist. There's all kinds of skulls, amazing skulls you can buy, you know. Yeah. But I still want to sculpt one. I, I feel yeah. like you know I need to do something weird to it in order to justify me sculpting it. But I really just want to sculpt like a regular human skull. Mm-hmm. One of these days yeah. I'll get to it. 
Yeah, it's a and it's a just you know looks so powerful too and yeah. Uh, Eddie has a great skull, and I scanned it once because I wanted to see you know like a really like a study, and it's just uh, you know I it's a perfect thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a. And it's in everyone, everyone, everyone know, has right? that inside. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. It also brings up the whole death question. I mean, it's really a powerful, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a powerful symbol. So I think you should, I, yeah. hope you, I hope you do it soon before some, yeah, someone who's not as talented as you does it. Because <laughs> you'll do it the best. You'll do it the best it could possibly be done. Uh, I, sh- I will. I will start <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I can't wait. Well, man, yeah. I don't want to. I can't keep you. I'm. We're at like. This. I think this might be the longest interview we've done. I oh, could shit. seriously. Okay. Yeah. I could. Keep, <laughs> I. I believe me. I could keep talking to you for another two, two and a half hours. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to yeah. respect your time. Uh, <laughs> that was great, though. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I've been yeah. wanting to have you on for you know for a long time. So this is going to be a real treat for the audience as well. So. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. Um, if you want to join the Dark Art Society Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com slash darkartsociety. Join for as little as a dollar a month, and you can get the podcast a day early and a bunch of other benefits that I probably already mentioned in the in- introduction. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting. Thank you, Kazu, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Chad. R- really appreciate it. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's say goodbye to the audience, but don't hang up. I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Okay, okay, so say goodbye, Kazu. Right. Say, Bye. Bye. <laughs>